beginning, you know? This is a conversation. I am on Rogan. I know. Yeah, shit. We're rolling. This is Rogan. Yeah, you guys got to use the microphone when you talk now. What's up? Dude, so you met David Goggins, huh? I met Goggins, dude. Were I you quivering like myself. a little, little boy? What so, was going on? So I went to UFC 247, I think it was. And I was up in the nosebleeds, dude. And I'm looking down, like front row behind Joe Rogan. And I'm like, I think that's Goggins. So I wait for all the fights. We're there like six and a half hours. And then I walk down and meet Goggins, dude. And I didn't even know. I've never been scared. I would have been less scared to meet Jesus, dude. Do you know how many like Goggins videos you've sent me on Instagram? No, that's the only More person I, I would freak out to meet. Yeah. Yeah. NBA players, NFL, Not it's like deal. Goggins, the hardest man alive. Did so. he make you feel like a bitch when you met him? He did. He looked at me like, <laughs> you're a little bitch. And I knew he knew that I was not hard, even though I, w- I, did, I was hard. Did you hard, like touch him, like his body? Is he just like a horse? No, I shook just his hand. Pure muscle? I shook his hand, and and then we just talked for a sec, took a picture, and then he he left and looked at us, and he was like, stay hard. And I was like, you little fuck dude you know that i'm a little bitch <laughs> so yeah it was crazy and then we drove back from vegas to st george at like 12 30 got back about two one or about two two thirty and i wasn't even sleeping i wasn't sleepy dude just i was just amped. amped and ready to run you just punched the drywall you did what 100 pull-ups yeah you just did it all sniff that guadanon paul <laughs> Just went hard in the paint. Went hard in the paint, That's bro. a guy I would not want to meet. And, and I saw on Instagram, he was like, yeah, send me your phone number, and I'll, I'll call you up, motherfucker. I'll tell you to wake the fuck up. And I was like, I would never give him my phone number. <laughs> I, that's the scariest phone call you could have. It, it's almost like he gets off on pain a little bit. Yeah, that kind of scares he's me. He's a masochist for sure, for sure. But what are you going to do? Yeah, it was crazy. It was cool. It was cool. He's one of the guys. Him and... And Cam Haynes was there too, and I've already met him, and he's you know big hunter, big ultra, two hundred miler dude. So he's pretty sweet. But Goggins is the man, dude. He he's puts a, up a video, ass. and you just feel like a little bitch. You do, so. I do. That's why I don't follow him. Yeah, it's too much. Belmo, what's going on, dude? Dude, just hanging in there. He's surviving. Just really reflecting on last year, you know. Yeah, yeah, it was a good year. Yeah, it was a great year. Twenty nineteen. Yeah, we both became fathers last year. That is true. Very new. Yeah. I'm ready Definitely to return adapting. Mine. Just kidding. But uh, it gets better. Does it? When you they start sleep? getting sleep. No, when you start getting sleep, things start to kind of fall into place. <laughs> it all comes together. But up until then, it's you're really kind of hanging on in a lot of ways. Just yeah. just rolling with it. You, you wake up, you got to learn to just live off of three hours sleep. Oh, my gosh. And, and yeah. just like the constant whimpering and just noises and stuff. I can't sleep. He's yeah. in the same room. I don't know. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the other thing. As soon as they get out of the room, that's the game. Ours slept in our bed, I think, longer than we let her sleep in our bed longer than we should have uh-huh. before we started sleep training her and moving her to the crib in the other room. But as soon as that happened, just life changing. Like, right. at first, you're like, oh, you kind of miss her, like, sleeping <laughs> next to her. But then you're like, no. No, we're good. You're on the whole bed. <laughs> like, it's so much nicer. Dude, for so, real. It gets better. Good. Okay. You're giving me some hope. And Taylor? Doing good. You got in a fight? I did. You got in a fight? Look at his freaking eye. <laughs> no, I have a black eye. For you guys listening, listeners. he's got yeah. this big old shiner. No, I, I was I was playing some pickup basketball on my lunch break and got punched in the face accidentally. So 
frankly, you look like a little bitch. <laughs> yeah, dude. And, David, David Goggins had his way with me, dude. And frankly, <laughs> if you say that again, Benjamin. <laughs> I'll keep that out of my vocabulary. <laughs> look, Taylor had an idea of how to make this podcast go, and I just disagreed. Frankly, I disagreed. I thought it should be a little different. Yeah, dude, he was a little asshole about it. No, I just stated my opinion. We could read through the text if we need to. to yeah, see man. how this went Yo, down, mediate but. for us, Bill. Was I out of line or what? Was that a little too I'll harsh? I'll have to go back and look through it. I don't know that it was too harsh. Maybe it was just a little passive. A little passive-aggressive? Little passive-aggressive. It was, yeah. it was aggressive. I was trying to sure. pivot. I thought you had a good idea. You, I just thought we should pivot a little bit. Yeah. You know? Okay. Taylor had a bunch of lists, and I was like, no, we don't need a bunch of lists. We'll just talk about some movies. That's what we always do. Just getting the juices flowing, man. All right, that's Categories fine. are good. That's fine. You know, People love categories. Do they? I mean, the Oscars was four hours long. I don't think we need any more categories. Dude, just watch the Oscars. On yeah, I, I listened recently to the our last Oscars pod. Oh, you did? Yeah, and I could see how it can be. It gets a little stale going category, movie by movie. It does. Category by category. Like ranking each. gets a little stale. You got to flow and just go with the conversation. Yeah. I mean, forcing on a, a rankings. That's what I was worried I mean, about. We had a all... lot of good conversations in the yeah. midst of it, but I agree that I think yeah. this can kind of make things a little more stale or categories and stuff. So let's talk best pictures. 2019 Oscars. I'm starting with the Irishman, dude. What the fuck? Is that a so good this movie? Is, this Tell is your me. beef. I this just want to hear where your... I had to come in and, yeah, and I defend hear... the movie. Yeah. So my first reaction to it when I first walked out of the theater was kind of more so maybe in your vein of thinking. I was like, oh, like it was good. It wasn't yeah. exactly what I was expecting. I don't know if it, I didn't feel as long as I thought it would. I mean, sitting in a, watching it in a theater in one uh-huh. sitting, it definitely flows better than if you're watching it on Netflix, I think. I haven't watched it on Netflix yet. So, but it, it really came afterwards. There, there's a guy named Matt Singer. He, he's a great, great film editor or screenwriter. Um, Good Twitter follow. Yeah, great follow. But he, he reviews a lot of movies that come out. And he has two separate articles on The Irishman that really made me think a lot differently about it. Mm. And after kind of rewatching it and then um, reading his stuff really made me made the film make a lot more sense. And what I liked about it, I think it's just a culmination of Scorsese. Yeah. Of everything he's ever done. There's a little bit. I mean, all the actors are back together. First time Pacino's been in there. But um, just to see De Niro, Pesci, when I mean, you've seen Goodfellas, Casino, a lot of other Scorsese movies like mm-hmm. Taxi Driver, like Raging Bull, it just, I love just watching all of it come together. Yeah. But not only that, it's like that that's fun to watch, but like the themes I thought that were explored in it were just so much, like it's just stuff that I don't think he's ever really done before. Yeah. It's like, here's this man that's like trying... You know, he's lived a life of the mob, kind of what we see in Goodfellas, and it's great, it's fun, making a lot of money. Um, but it's like, I love the focus that it has on his family and um, Anna Packin, his daughter, mm-hmm. and that relationship, how that sours. And it just, I just think it ultimately what it, what he's trying to say is just kind of the cost of what you do with your life, career-wise, yeah, that or lifestyle. yeah, that lifestyle you choose to live. It comes with sacrifices, and I think. It's telling in the end when De Niro, he's like trying every last way out. He's trying to make up for all that lost time that he chose to throw down the hole. Mm -hmm. And he can't have it back. It's someone who wants last minute forgiveness. He wants to justify everything he's done by saying, you know, going to, he he has that priest come in. He's trying to talk to the nurses in the nursing home and he's just, but he can't. That's something that he can't get back. And then the movie doesn't give it to him. It doesn't give his, you know, his daughter still refuses to talk to him, never gives him what he wants. And I think that just 
I don't know. I I like those themes that were explored. They were a lot different than I I go in thinking I'm gonna watch Goodfellas. Yeah. This is an, a 2019 Goodfellas Casino. Pesci's back. Pesci's not Joe Pesci, <laughs> like how he normally is. He's right. not this like sporadic. Foul mouth. I love him in those movies. You have to. He's classic. But I love the different. He's just a lot more subtle. Yeah. But he's still threatening. Yeah. He still has a threatening presence. He's a look. So I remember when this movie was announced, the big hype was Netflix just gave Scorsese $90 million to go make whatever he wants. And they're going to do the state of the art de-aging software. The de-aging did not work. I think we can all agree that the young man de-aging looks terrifying. Did you see it? car uh, I tried to watch it like three times. It's, <laughs> three too, it's too damn long, dude. Too long and too boring. <laughs> this is the thing. This is my beef with what Morris said, dude. If you have to read a few different articles and then go rewatch it, the shit's not good, dude. <laughs> and there's so many films out, so it many things to do. I'm not going to try to rewatch and read articles convince yourself to convince myself like we'll get there but the motherfucking lighthouse we'll get there i'll defend the lighthouse so, i but, think the themes you talked about morris yeah. is legit yeah. i think that's all there but the de-aging ripped me out of the movie There's, because i'm supposed to think he's what 40 younger 30-ish Mid-30s? Mid-30s, Mid-30s early 40s, 40s, maybe. And it was, like, not so even there's, close. There's a scene when young, quotation mark. Yeah, everyone's Robert seen that, when he throws him through the... Where he kicks him. Throws kicks him out the grocery store yeah. and kicks the dude. It looks so... It's like Uncanny Valley shit. Like, it's... It does look it's off. It's like, this feels off. This doesn't feel, like, natural. And he's so stiff, like an 80-year-old man. It's very obvious. Oh, yeah. It's got that right. classic Godfather, you can tell they missed the punch type thing going <laughs> on, too. It's great. See, I didn't think the de-aging bothered me as much. Really? I think, like, the... I think when I first... When it's when you first see young De Niro, it's kind of like, oh, okay, this is what it's like. But then I kind of forgot about it. But did you like, think he was young? That was my problem. It was like... Oh, he's young. This is young because I I couldn't. I mean, see it. younger. Right. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if he was as young as they had. It's like tried when chicks use that be, like Photoshop app to like smooth out their skin. Yeah, yeah it definitely. All, everyone just kind of had smoother skin. Pesci, Pacino, when they were younger, but they it's still just, look like, leathery out. and old. It just looked weird, and I just couldn't buy into yeah, like that. That may have been a decision that I think going back they should have just cast younger people for the flashbacks. Maybe, yeah, maybe, and it would have made it a little less confusing because so, it, that movie jumps through timelines like crazy. And it's, are, it's all predicated on understanding how old they are exactly. when things happen, and I couldn't keep, make that exactly. distinction. And well. it's like the flashback. There's flashbacks within flashbacks. Yeah. And it's just like, so you're trying to, you're supposed to know when it takes place. But I do feel like the subtlety between, like, obviously him in the home and him as a truck driver, that's obvious. But, like, there's the little years in between that it's really hard to, I think if you just had different actors, Uh it would have made more sense. Did you guys see uh, True Detective Season 3? No. Yeah. So that movie has a similar thing where there's three points in time. It's like 1980, 1990, and the present. They use the same actors for all three, but it's legit because they wear different clothes or they have a different hairstyle, so you can distinctly tell that it's a different time period. Yeah, the period piece with that was great because they made sure that the environments matched the era really well. Yeah. So you felt like you were in the 90s. You so felt like you were in the 80s. Yeah, so you, they don't have to put at the bottom of the screen 1990 every time it's 1990. You just know. Yeah, and just I, wish, I thought the Irishman would have been like that, but I felt with the de-aging, it was too hard for me to distinguish the time jumps. Yeah. And I actually, like, I'm down that the time, like, seeing that's, like, what, three hours, 15 minutes? 
That's a long movie, but three and a half. But I mean, like, there's lots of good movies that are that long. Right. It's like, not the length. I mean, could this movie have been shorter? Wolf of Wall sure. Street is like, like that long. Yeah. Wolf but nobody complains about that timeline. Well, people you know? binge watch Stranger Things. What is that, 10 <laughs> it's hours? True. It's like, they it's, you know. But that's their choice, right? Exactly. Right. And to, to rebut to a little bit on, on T-Car's point about the reading the articles, I think there's a difference between having to read an article to understand a movie, like get what's going on as far as like the plot or like, for example, reading the, yo, you have to read the novel to understand what happens in the uh -huh. movie kind of thing, or even just an article explaining. But I don't think, I think articles that kind of open your eyes a little bit, I, I don't think that's point out. I don't think man, that means yeah. the movie failed you because obviously it didn't fail this person. It's just other people are going to get different perspectives. Well, and they were following a real like time, like historical event. Yeah, that is true. Along with it. Right. So there's like nuance with the whole Jimmy Hoffa thing. Yeah. I had no idea. I didn't know anything history. about that. So that might may have helped at least understanding where the story was going. Yeah, I, or what I knew was nothing happen, about Jimmy Hoffa when I s watched the movie. I, I thought that was pretty good because I actually understood why he was important in the first place. Yeah. yeah. Brought some What I find really interesting is we had the Irishman come out and initially everybody was like this movie's trash. Like this looks terrible, like the kind of gut reaction us three have. But then everyone like the critical community was like shut up. This movie's amazing. You're all wrong. Okay? And then we had the Joker come out and everybody's like I love this movie and the critics were like shut up. This movie sucks. And if you like it you're trash. <laughs> <laughs> like it, it's like this parallel of like the critical community decides, you know, what's good, what's bad. One, obviously, one thing about Joker is after it got all the Oscar noms, everyone started shitting on it again. Yeah, they're like, this movie's not good. Where like, obviously, I like the Joker and I don't like the Irishman, so I feel kind of I mean alienated I like Joker, a little bit. But that's I didn't know that I loved it. Did it deserve ten Oscar nominations? Absolutely not. I don't think it did. I I think Walking Phoenix deserves to walk was away good. with actor and maybe. Cinematography, I don't know. I don't know. But like, I don't know. I, I wasn't like blown away by Joker by any means. T Car, were but you I in on Joker it. or were you? Yeah, I was in on Joker, dude. Joaquin deserved it, but yeah, I agree with the tan, dude. They, I don't think they deserved. I think at eleven. Eleven. I think it was eleven, <laughs> which was really weird in hindsight, right? Yeah, the the Joker was insane though. I saw it twice in theaters, and then I rented it in theaters. I saw it twice in theaters. Dang. You went hard, so, dude. I went hard, dude. And I thought I was a sicko. Like, I thought <laughs> I was messed in the brain to keep watching it. But, yeah, dude, when you rewatch it, you find out more and you dive in deeper. But, shit, he was psychotic in that movie. He was. He went And he took, for it. it took some balls to, to play Joker because, you know, with Heath Ledger and all of that, right? Yeah, yeah. That's a big mantle to fill. And we, obviously, we don't care what Jared Leto did with the character. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It was so funny because, like, Joker came out, and I had a friend text me, be like, that's the greatest movie I've ever seen. And I was like, okay. And then I saw it. I was like, that movie was really good. And I enjoyed it, but I, like, laughed through the whole thing. Like, I thought it was so funny as a dark comedy. Yeah, we, we saw it together, and we were laughing. We're, like, the only people in theater laughing at certain points. It was very awkward. I felt like I was a psycho. A little bit. Dude, I was laughing too. <laughs> I and I was trying not to laugh. <laughs> what was sick though is I was sitting right next to uh, a Mexican lady and uh -huh. her little kid was like two no. years old on her lap. No, that's not a kid movie. No, <laughs> but I was legit laughing, dude. I thought it was a comedy. It felt when like he's a comedy. Walking down the, when, when he's walking down the hall just laughing. Yes. So awkward. 
holy shit dude, dude when he's dancing at the hospital and the gun falls out of his oh pocket, my god i was laughing so hard and the whole like the whole theater yes. was silent yes it was so uncomfortable yes and when he uh clocks out <laughs> yeah shit yeah that's hilarious yeah and and just how much weight he had to lose i don't think i don't know if i like him as a person because he's yeah. kind of like he doesn't like milk he's, dude he's a whack job dude but to be an Do actor like that you have to be a whack job he doesn't like milk. I mean, after his Oscar speech, I mean, Taylor, he's coming for you, dude. That's cold, man. That's, That's like all Taylor drinks is yeah, milk that, right now. His speech went nowhere, <laughs> dude. That was weird. Like, I just had no idea where that speech was going. I mean, it's obvious to expect some sort of, like, oh, we need to be more inclusive. They say it every year. But then you go yeah. into, like, milk and cows and cows babies. And and just, like, what are you? This I guy is. Nothing to do with any of that. I, I don't know. It, for me, it was a movie I saw. I loved watching it. I had a great time. And I didn't think about the movie very much after I saw it. That's that's that was my thought. I, I was gonna say is like, after I saw it when I came out in October, I didn't really think about it up until it got nominated and it was being talked about again. Like I right. wasn't something that I was like really trying to look for. I mean, I think you know, I think I, it does deserve a rewatch. I mean, I'm sure, like you said, there's other stuff you can pick up on. And um, the other thing that I think that movie does well is like it does have a pretty good balance. Like I felt bad for the guy. Yeah. Like yeah, they made him sympathetic. The worst scene to watch for me was him doing his stand up. And it was so <laughs> sad, dude. It was so painful. So bad. Like you just wanna like you wanna be in that club and yeah. just give him a laugh. Yeah, know? give him something. You wanna give him something. Uh, you just feel bad for him. Have but. you guys seen Taxi Driver? Yeah. Oh yeah. So it was funny I I watched that just a couple of weeks before I saw Joker, coincidentally. I was like, this is like the same same exact movie. Well, yeah, and Todd Phillips pretty is similar. pretty yeah. forward about that. Yeah. He's like, yeah, this is like based off of Taxi Driver and King of Comedy, both yeah. Scorsese movies, uh-huh. and it's supposed to, I guess. Have and you same. feel that when you're yeah. watching it, you know, the way it looks, even feels similar. It's just weird because it's for me, it's like you got all these nominations, but then the critical community seem to hate it. So it just kind of mm-hmm. makes you wonder who's making these choices. The thing that's wild is how much money it made, dude. It made a lot of money. That is actually pretty insane. Yeah. It made over a billion. Yeah, it was over a billion, yeah. An R-rated character piece superhero-themed drama. It's yeah. And the movie cost $65 million. It's got to be the most profitable Huge movie return. In a long that's time it's come out. That's insane. I actually felt like his performance, like what I took from it, his performance was like the 1B to Heath Ledger's 1A. Like I felt like his Joker was just as good, just a different – take on it yeah. and also it's an origin story you can't you can't yeah. really compare it to ledger where he's already he joker. just walks in his joker right you don't have to deal with any of this like where did he come from why is he this way yeah which is different because you really get those like big moments once you're established mm-hmm. right so you don't have to see that growth and the other part being like i feel like the movie missed one more scene as him being joker like it needed one more moment with him being like fully like in that character for that movie to just like hit it over the top for me because I feel like he, he became the character. He went on the talk show with De Niro, yeah. which was an amazing scene. So tense. Great. And then they had the whole riot scene. I felt like they needed one more thing, and it would have just been like a or even like better movie. Or like maybe ended the movie with him as Joker, S- Something maybe, yeah. Yeah, just like sitting there laughing. Are they going to make another one or what? You know, they keep they, flipping on this. I think they have to. If they don't, then I'll be disappointed. I, I think I heard they're ordering a second one. I think I heard that. In connection with our... With a billion dollars, I don't know how you don't. Will it be in connection with our Pat's Batman? Not this movie, obviously, but I've, like his. I've heard it's going to be its own universe, own thing. So I, I think Joaquin signed on for number two because too. you can't. I don't know how you keep the Joker character without having Batman present. 
at some point. Like he has to be present eventually. Yeah. yeah. And they showed him in the movie, and you know, Joaquin's pretty old. Yeah, and that's meets. what I was we- wondering too. Like when he sees, when he sees Batman as a little kid, right? Right. I'm like, <laughs> he's an old son bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. And then how are he they going to do that? I don't know. But then again, like uh, uh, Jack Nicholson's Bat uh, Joker yeah, was pretty old. Yeah, that's true. Old, he was pretty old, huh? Right. I don't. I don't know. He, you know, he gets kind of lost in the shuffle. It's kind of sad. I think Nicholson yeah. gives one of the greater, obviously, Joker performances, but I I don't know why he wasn't nominated, to be honest. I thought he was great. I don't know. Nicholson's amazing. So where do you guys land score-wise for Joker? I'm just curious. We're like, you mean like out, of out, of, out of 10, yeah. And if you want to get decimal point on it. Frankly, I don't want to do a scale <laughs> no scale or list. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just curious, like, where the movie fits in, yeah. like, here. Dude, it's up there, man. Yeah, like it's an a eight? it's a nine nine and a oh, half. Nine and a half. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Dude, just think Joker. of all the scenes. Good. Like think of think of uh when he stabs his friend in his apartment and the little midget, dude. Yeah. Yeah, true. And he's trying to open the door <laughs> and you're just he's got the blood smeared all over him. You're just laughing, dude. It's true. It's true. And then and then the, the end, I guess who was it that said they didn't like the ending? It was you. Oh, it's I, I was fine with the ending. I just wish there was one more oh, scene. Oh, one before. more scene. But like yeah. just think he gets in the crash, okay? Yeah. He's got blood, and he smears his blood up to make the smile. That's pretty cool. Holy shit. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes, I agree. I agree. That should have cut. Yeah, that should have cut. That should have cut. And I thought it did, but it didn't, right? Because he the, goes into the, the, mental, the mental institute, yeah. and then he runs around with that with blood on his shoes. I'm giving it probably like a 7.5 or 10, 8, I think. That's yeah. That's what I'm giving it. I think it's a solid 8 for me. Yeah, I think seven. I'd give it a solid seven. Dang. Was that, it in your top ten for the it year? It wasn't. Okay. There was there was a lot better movies that impacted me more. Than that even one. honorable mentions. I mean, I don't even know if I had it in there. Just, again, not because it's not a bad movie. It's just it wasn't that memorable for me. Yeah. And it's easy to recognize the great performances and the great scenes. But as far as, I don't know, the movie, it just didn't give me a lot to really chew on afterwards, I guess. For sure. Uh, a movie I think we can all agree was great. Was Ford vs Ferrari, great movie. The movie I, was dope. Great American classic. I had so much fun and just watching Bale and Damon just be movie stars and hang out and do that. I mean, it was great. I, I read a long a, time coming. I read a quip online. It was like the, the the Father's Day movie for the next fifty years. Like the one you watched. Really with your dad. I, I went and saw it with my dad, my brothers. It's a perfect movie. I know it's yeah. been claimed as the dad movie, but why exactly is it a dad movie? I. I think it's just great. Like it's a sports it's movie like in a way. Working on cars and stuff. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm not the a. Time. Yeah. The time the movie takes place, I think a lot of dads obviously can True. relate more well, to that. Well, and it's Christian Nostalgic. Bale and his, his kid in the movie. Is a, it's a big aspect of the movie. True. Yeah. What about Morris, dude? Bailing on watching it with I us. I know we were gonna all see that together because he wants to see it with his dad. He did. <laughs> and that's legit. That is legit. We had my a dad, whole whole date plan. My dad texted me that he wants to see a movie. I, you gotta go. You know you gotta go. You gotta. Those are the, those are the moments you gotta cherish. Answer that the movie was badass though, dude. I loved and it. And the the ending, so sad. So sad. Actually, Shit. tried to block that part out. Like oh I, I didn't gosh. need that negativity, dude. And when so they're the, the fighting scene when he's got yeah. the loaf of bread. <laughs> in. Oh man, so funny because you got ex Batman, uh-huh. you know, versus Jason Jason Bourne, and. They're hitting each other with loaves of bread and shit, <laughs> fighting like normal people. It's hilarious. Coke after. Yes, exactly. My my favorite scene of the movie was when uh, 
Matt Damon takes Henry Ford II in the Ford GT at their little oh, yeah. garage thing just uh-huh. to show him how crazy it is to go 200 miles an hour. And then he's just crying after he stops moving the car. I thought that scene was great because I don't think people realize how taxing it would be to, to be a, like a Formula One In that actual like vehicle. That. It's insane the amount of strain it puts on your body. So That was well done and teased in the trailer, but it's still like seeing it in the actual movie was great. Yeah. And, and just seeing Bale in his, like, actual accent, which I'm presuming is very close to his real accent. Like, I, I'm i all in on Bale's stuff, whatever. And his American accents are impeccable. I thought he kind of got snubbed. Yeah, like, I thought he should have been a Best Pick nom yeah. for that. Because I, I thought it was extremely believable. Yeah. Like, he didn't get any sort of nomination, I don't think. Nope. It's rough. Nope, it was great, though. Tough year. Um. We can talk about Parasite if you guys want, because Carlin, you saw it this week. I want to graze over Marriage Story, though. Did you see that T car? <laughs> yeah, I saw it. <laughs> Morris, I really liked. I, I was gonna I, say that I was really in like your top story. three for the that year, was wasn't it? Three. Ah, oh, see, I'm curious. I don't know what it was. <laughs> I, I don't know what it was when I watched it. I it was just, it was on Netflix. My wife and I just watched it, and we watched it all the way through. And I wasn't bored once. I was. I liked the story. It was very depressing. It is a it is deals with a lot of depressing distraught subjects. And the matter. lawyers, man. Yeah, the lawyer scenes were like Yeah. It it just I mean, that's just a whole nother theme in and of itself is how corrupt and stupid our divorce system is. And that that ending fight scene between Scarjo and Adam Driver could have went wrong so easy. Oh because it's it's yeah. so dramatic and kinda over the top I know. that it almost would become laughable. But they do a good job of like keeping it Believable, believable. No, that's yeah. what, and that's kind of what I, I wrote in my review about it, my brief review is like I feel like their performance. I mean, I think it's their best performances they've given in anything that they've done, and and I don't know that anyone else could have pulled off like that scene you're talking about, and a lot of the scenes that they have to carry, what otherwise I think would come off as like, oh, this is overacting a little bit. It's a little extreme. It's an Oscar clip moment. It felt genuine though. Like yeah. I think they do a great job of having it feel genuine, and there's also. While having this, like, really, you know, the movie starts out with their divorce, essentially, and it's, like, the whole movie, and so it's kind of a depressing subject matter. It was, I thought it was really funny. Like, Adam Driver has great comedic timing. He's great. And that scene where he cuts himself in the kitchen, and the <laughs> social worker's coming over, and, like, um, then you have Wallace Shawn, his character, you know, the uh, his cameo, he had, like, two scenes, but I think he's hilarious. Um, he's one of the actors in his... Yeah, he's one of the actors in the theater. Theater troupe, yeah. Um, did you like, um, is it, what is it? Uh, Frank Iota. What's his name? Ray, Ray Liotta. You, Ray, oh, Ray Liotta. Liotta Sorry. Dude, Getting snubbed from the Irishman, but being in marriage. Story. Yeah, seriously. I love it. But he was a great character. Awesome. He was an asshole lawyer. That was yeah, great, he was man. good. I thought Lardern was good. Um, overrated though. A little overrated. Getting that best supporting for that. It was like, what? 15 minutes of screen time. Maybe I mean, my, it was just my, an episode of big little lies. If you watch the show. character, the same character. See, my my question on that, or my, I guess, I just don't know who else would have won supporting actress. Like, who who else was even in the running? Who I else don't would know. I have picked? I don't know. Yeah, that's a good point. So, in your but mind, would you put ScarJo for best actress? I, I think role? she deserved a nom for sure. Because I thought she was good in JoJo Rabbit, too. Yeah, she got nominated for that, too. Yeah. So, that was that's pretty rare that someone gets nominated for supporting and actress in two different movies. But T-Car, what did you think? Did you watch this with your wife? Uh no, I just watched it by myself. It it's okay, dude. I didn't love it, but did it come straight out to Netflix? Yeah. Is that what it did? Okay. Yeah. And maybe that's the problem, dude. 
is when anything comes straight out. It could have been the best damn movie in the whole world, but if it comes straight out to Netflix and I'm watching it, but I'm on my phone and I'm jerking off or something, <laughs> you know, it's like, I don't know. It was a good no. performance by both of them, though. No, right. And it's, but it's not in my top. I agree with you that I think that's a problem with having a bunch of movies on Netflix is it's harder to con- like tame yourself while watching a movie in that setting. Yes. When you're not in a theater, it's easy to just drop everything. But when you're at your house, you have a bunch of stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Like It's just really easy to pause it, go do something, go eat, come back, finish it. Like I think you lose a lot of the movie's momentum and like I don't know. You, you don't you fail to pick up on a lot of things. I think Irishman that's its biggest. That problem. was my biggest How thing with Irishman. How do you sit Irishman? through a three yeah. and a half hour movie at home Ow. without doing anything else? It took me two days. You can't. <laughs> right. Yeah. People are going to watch it an hour at a time. Yeah. Um, but but I'll watch three hours of The Office straight. Exactly. So I don't know how well, that you makes can be on sense. Your phone in the office. That's why. Yeah, that's you're not, true. You're not yep. sitting there yep. lasered in. Yep. I am. Uh, we do that too. We throw in the office and we're kind of winding down. And it's just down. background. It's just background. My my wife's on her laptop. I'm mm-hmm. on my phone. It's just. It's easy to get in that habit. And I think when movies are straight to Netflix, that is a problem. And it I is think, an issue with the attention span. This was one of those movies I didn't I wasn't distracted, you know, and I watched it and I just thought it's a, it's great screenwriting. It's a great screenwriting story. was really good. It was I, just very compelling. It was a good movie. But my beefs, A, I wish they wouldn't have made him cheat on her. I think that like deflated it a little bit. Like I think there was enough issues between them. The throwing in like he cheated is just like kind of cliche. It's like, of course they would get divorced. Like, what if they left that out and kind of left it more even, you know? Interesting. That was a, that was one critique. And B, I thought the kid actor was terrible. See, I didn't think it was that bad. I was like he, cringy, he didn't have a lot dude. To do. Every time he was on screen, he's just like, oh, mom, <laughs> dad. <laughs> I, I, I mean, was like, come his on. His character, I mean, he's a kid. He's There's a, good kid a, actors, and I didn't think he was. Oh, yeah. Honey was, boy kid, dude. That kid's killing that it. Kid yeah, was, that kid was killing it. But I just didn't think he had enough. He he had enough like, or sufficient screen time for me to be like, oh, this guy sucks or this guy's great. You thought he the kid, kid didn't actor. have enough screen time? No, I'm saying it just it wasn't the amount of screen time I thought was given to him for me to be like, oh, he was really good or really bad. Mm-hmm. Like he just was kind of like, oh, he's the kid that's going through. He's there because I felt he was like a pinnacle of all of those dramatic moments, like that pulling between mom and dad. And so I felt he was present a lot in the movie, and the whole time he was like nine he's the size of a nine-year-old and he's being carried around by his mom and dad like he's four and i was like this is bizarre like this kid should be like acting a little bigger and maybe it's because he's going through divorce yeah, I think it's regress, because of right their, he's traveling across the country right. back and forth and he's yeah it's a shitty lifestyle the regression like i know kids do that when parents divorce yeah. when you go through something emotional but it didn't feel like that was the reason it felt like the kid was just like i don't he know shitty parents <laughs> yeah, i mean that's the thing and, and i think another message i get from marriage stories it's not justifying. I think it's just saying how stupid divorce is. Divorce is, Like yeah. Adam Driver and Johansson, they obviously belong together. They obviously yeah. still love each other. It's like, so what are you doing? They're just selfish. Yeah. They they want to put their careers and what they want to do. Because the whole movie they're talking about, oh, my thing in New York, oh, my thing in L.A., they don't even care about the kid. True. They don't even they It's don't about care. them, It yeah. is about what they want. And right. I think that's a big, I think a solid critique of the movie is to say it's not justifying this is what should be like it's like no this is all stupid look at the lawyers are stupid yeah divorce is just stupid it, it just shouldn't happen this i way. know taylor was cringing every time adam driver took out his checkbook so oh <laughs> paying for those things i i thought the kid was fine i th- i thought that they showed that adam driver was like a decent dad but i feel like the kid was really like he had no connection 
with Adam Driver. Like, I felt like the kid was really cold to the dad, and he wouldn't have been. Yeah. And they reality. set up the, the movie at the beginning that like he, he was, was he close was with one, his son. Right. Yeah. That's what I thought was weird is, like, as soon as they split, the kid's like, fuck you, dad. Well, because <laughs> who he knows what around. he's hearing from people that are talking, that his mom's saying, or his lawyers, or people talking to his mom. Like, that whole courtroom scene, I think, was the show – Lawyers are saying things about each other's side that they're not really saying about each other. That is, that's so a great like, point. That's a great point. I don't know. I feel like that can get into the kid's head too. But yeah, so it, it was a good. good. Movie. It was I liked good. it a lot. I I don't. I'll never rewatch it. But I I thought. Well, it was pretty and good. also one more thing on that scene. I or that movie. I really. What actually impacted me a lot was Adam Driver's karaoke scene. Oh, at the end. I thought it was very like <laughs> cathartic. To get for that him, out. Yeah. like I almost felt cathartic, like have, watching him do that. Like I really liked that scene, and it was I liked how it was all kind of shot in one take. But it, you could tell, especially by the end of it, like that was like him, yeah, releasing like, he needed that. That, that was because that's the him. end of the movie. Yeah. That's like the la- That's the scene before the last scene of the movie where he goes and reads the letter. Yeah, which is also a touching scene. I thought when yeah. he's his kids reading the letter that she wrote to him that you never get to hear. True, but. I like that. Adam Driver is legit. I think he's a phenomenal actor. Yeah. I, I've loved so many things he's in, but I look at his face and I'm yeah. like, how is this guy like an A-list actor? Well, and he was a Marine, dude. He was a, a Marine. Dude. Like, I respect the guy. He, no, he's legit. I just, it's so funny. Like that kind of a guy could make it. Like he's big. What oh, is yeah. he like? And six, four, six, yeah. five. Like he's a huge dude. In, in last year's pod, I think I said I wasn't hot on Adam Driver. I think I said he was one of the dudes I thought was overrated. Just with like Black Klansman and stuff, but like he kind of won me over with Marriage Story. Logan Lucky too. I loved him yeah. in Logan Lucky. I loved him in Black Klansman. He was the best part yeah. of that movie. Yeah, he was great. He's good. I I changed. He, he won in. me over. Okay, w- one more best pick, and then we'll get into like some of our fa- other favorite movies. Uh, Nineteen Seventeen. We all saw it. T. Car, you sent me some good stuff. Shit, Nineteen Seventeen was awesome, dude. That's on my top three for the year. Oh, yeah. yeah, dude, I loved it. And I think maybe did you see it first? Yeah. I, I think so. I, I was like, you got to go see this for sure. Like in our in our our chat. So that's I, right. I think that's so. Right. And then you saw and it. And then I saw it. And then I sent stuff. you back and forth. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Because you told me like, bro, just watch how this movie was filmed. Yeah. And I went into that, you know, like, okay, what is he talking about? And I was like. 10, 15 minutes in, I'm like, shit, they haven't cut the scene. <laughs> and then I'm like, an hour in, I'm like, they haven't cut They're the scene. Still going. Yeah, it was insane, dude. I've never seen a movie like that. So intense. And it wasn't too long, too. It was like no. an hour and 40, maybe. Yeah, the runtime felt like almost short. Maybe an hour and a half. Not long. Yeah. It didn't feel long. You're yeah. exhausted by the time the credits roll, though. Yeah, yeah. Like, you good. are. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, because it's so intense, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you wouldn't want it longer than that. When I saw the movie. trailer for this, because they've been playing this trailer for it felt like a year, mm-hmm. I was like, I do not want to see this movie. Those guys look so punchable. I can't look at those kids' faces for two hours. It's every British actor in existence. Yes. Well, I just thought the two kids, and I didn't realize it was Tommen from Game of Thrones. If you've watched that, he's the fat one, and then the other guy I had never seen before. But I was like, how could you make these two the leads? Like it just looks lame. Yeah. Well, and, but and, I was wrong. And then spoiler alert: he dies within the you know the first fifteen <laughs> right. minutes, and I'm like, how did they kill him off so soon? It's it's a nice subversion because you think yes. he's the, the main. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You really do. Because the, other kid, the, the other kid, the lead, is a doofus. Like the first twenty minutes, he's kind of a coward. Yeah. Is he? There. Does he feel like a coward? He, didn't, he never felt like a coward to me. He just felt more weathered. Like he'd seen more, right? He seemed kind of cowardly at the beginning. What was your guy's vibe? Did you think he was a coward? Because I thought he just was like he had been in way more situations than this fresh 
greenie that was just like, oh, I'm, I want to get in there and do more and yeah, be a hero. I, I get the. I totally understand the vibe of just punchable faces. Like, do you get it? Nobody's, okay. and I kind of like how they, they didn't use like a star. Like, you're not going to see it because I want to see Jake G running True. the lines, which I would. But like, <laughs> it kind of makes you allow you to get a little more invested in it. It was just, a good choice. You're not paying attention to it, but I agree that I think. It is interesting they kill off that guy because he's the one with the stakes. He's got the yep, brother, the brother there, and the and the other army that he needs to get across. And so it kind of gives the other guy, the other soldier, more motivation after his death to to follow through with the mission, like for him. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I do think the reveal of the fact that he had a wife and daughter at home yeah. was just the icing on the cake at the end because that changes the entire movie. Yeah. You can now wa- rewatch it and knowing what his a little bit more of his backstory and why that in, that scene with that lady and the baby, you know, like he's thinking of his family at that moment. It's like, I love that they added that in at the end. Which is my only scene critique. Really? Him. That you didn't like that? I hated he fell into that little moment with the French oh, lady. Oh, that, that scene. I, I, I like hated that because I'm like, there is so much going on. Like every moment it slows before, down a little bit. I'm like, the fact that he would just stumble into this lady and she's like perfectly like nice to him, understands his English when they clearly don't speak the same language. She has a baby. Like I get it centered him for the exact reason. Exactly. Like it gave I mean, him it, stakes. It, yeah, it gives it pays it off. Right. With the ending, obviously that scene. But I, I I do agree. I think it definitely slows down the movie a bit. It, well, it just made me feel like. Everything else felt pretty realistic. Like the most unrealistic parts to me felt like that scene and when the sniper didn't kill him on the bridge. But everything else, I was oh, kind of yeah. like, okay, like maybe this all could have happened. But like with her, I was kind of like, oh, really? And you've got the milk that you picked up from the cow, which would be disgusting. I don't know if I would have fed that a baby. I don't know. But and, and we learned once again, you got to double tap. We always double tap. Got to double yeah. tap. And don't trust the Nazi, dude. No. Seriously. They weren't Nazis at this but point, right? How about the the ending when he's in the trenches, has to run out. Fantastic. And and I I watched a I think it was a YouTube clip that he he was explaining he was running he ran into two people uh-huh. and that was unplanned. Oh, it's added just, so he ran much. Into some extras. Yeah, he ran yeah. into some extras and he just kept running and they kept exploding <laughs> kept shit. So cool. And it made it it made it that much better, you know. Yeah. The part where he stumbles upon the second battalion or whatever when the dude's just singing that was kind of a surreal moment i actually loved that part that was cool that was, yeah, that was really good. and he's just exhausted yeah. you know and kind of fell out of his like mission for a second it was great so do we think mendez got robbed for director because i kind of think he did i mean it's not mm. like i'm mad that bong joon ho won for yeah. parasites incredible but i think the amount of prep that went into 1917 is unbelievable. Like I watched that little, there's a little tiny like video essay that was done in like seven minutes. And it just shows like they had to, they built all the sets and while they were building it, all of the actors in the studio were rehearsing their movements. So, and their lines, oh, like where to. they had to be. So then when they got to the actual sets, everything would be how they had practiced. Like the amount of time that that yeah. takes and the direction and how to plan where the camera's going to be going and make it seamless without any cuts Dude, like, that's got to be. Think about moving through the trenches because you're like, they're like, you know, tight spaces trying to move past people. Yeah. And you have this camera following them. Like, in your face and you're like trying to turn around. Like, what do you I, do with the bodies that were just in front? Exactly. You know what I mean? Like the, that. The, the amount of planning, planning is insane. That's the director's job right there. And that, he, I think Mendes should have won personally. It, well, yeah, they ran through everything six months before or, yeah. and they're just making shit up. Just running through it with with no you know no nothing dude yeah there is all choreography and 
I, I don't know how you plan that out when there's nothing around you. Dude. The other thing, I'm I'm glad Deacons won. Maybe Deacons, Deacons maybe that's yeah. where they kind of recognized because the cinematography, phenomenal. That whole scene where they the the, the flares, flat, the flares, dude. Yes. So the way they did that, they had to build a model set of their exact set, and they had to see what the lighting would look like. Oh my goodness! I'm like, how do you even, dude? I don't know. Like it's it's very very master. Like it's just a master. It shows track. you how many smart people are involved yeah. when they're well, making movies. Yeah, and you know? the shadows too. Yeah. They said they yeah, would shoot like. Uh, if there was clouds, they could shoot. But then if the right. sun came out, they'd yes. have to put on hold. The lighting issues feels like that would have been such a nightmare. To have the continuity you, between dude. shots, dude. Without having to cut. Without having to cut. It, dude. Because they have that tracking shot all the way through the trenches. For, and that's a long start because that's, what, 20, 30 minutes. Yeah. And you have to have like a continuous look. Well, that's the thing is I think Holy there's cow. at least a cut somewhere between 10, 15 minutes that we can't see. Like there's a lot of yeah. cuts that are done. Like maybe someone walks across. You the see camera. where they it's could seamless, happen, right? But you can see where they. But even then, you have to cut. Then you have to make it look like it's continuous still. So right. it's still like just very so know. much work. It's a lot of work, and I I love that Parasite won for all of its Same. awards. But Mendez maybe got a little bit snubbed for the work that was put into this. Movie I'm not against it's it. Incredible. I, it it was a serious technical achievement. Yeah, I'm. I'm I think Mendez. And again, maybe cinematography. I think that maybe that's where they recognize. I think that's kind of like that's where you get the nod. Pretty, yeah, because that felt like the most surefire win in the whole group for me. Yeah, was him getting that just based so on how it all happened, it. right? So, 1917 again is a amazing movie to see in theaters. Great movie. I it's an amazing experience. But again, I didn't think a lot about it after I saw it, other than this kind of stuff. Like thematically, people kind of like oh, there's not a ton of substance there. Which it's a great is, experience movie. It's a great experience. It's movie. not necessarily, yeah. It's not going to like stay with you. You're not going to go. And back with to the Netflix and, point. If that would have been released to Netflix, like the whole thing would have been kind of shot to hell. Because think about that. Like if you're like being distracted, the whole movie is predicated on you being there for this yeah, exactly. full day. You don't get a break. You don't look at your phone. You're just like you know you're grabbing the barbed wire too with him mm-hmm. at the beginning and like oh my gosh you're how there are you from gonna the beginning and you're there. Right. Like you yeah, there's no chance for you to really get a break. I love how it begins and ends with him laying on the tree. By the tree. That's yeah. Taylor, awesome. you brought that up a lot. And it's pretty incredible. You think the whole when you look back, he went from point A to point B in an hour and a half. Yeah. Like I mean, obviously that time where he gets knocked out, uh-huh. that's their opportunity lapse, to yeah. have a little time lapse. But like yes. it's incredible that like you've been with this guy from point A to point B through all of that. Did you like thinking about it? People on Twitter and stuff have said like it's like a boss fight. Running into all these different British actors the whole along the way, kind of, yeah, like Adam Scott, like the hilarious guy in the trench, yeah, and then like that is true. Cumberbatch and the other guy with the truck. It was just kind of interesting point. seeing these like stop gaps where he'd kind of like interact and then move on. So uh, that's a great movie. I thought Dunkirk was better. I, I've heard the. I'd have to rewatch Dunkirk again. I haven't seen it since theaters. It's another, that yeah. was another movie where I watched it and it's like, it, you know, think the experience of it is weighs way more heavy than like the aftermath i don't know it is it is cool did you guys see they shall not grow old that no not yet no world war one so i saw that in theaters a year or two ago whenever it came out so basically if you don't know what that is is they peter jackson took like 100 hours of world war one footage then he recolorized it and upgraded upscaled it to hd and then they hired lip readers to find out what the people were actually saying in the original audio and they had voice actors record it so, like, it's really letting you see what World War One would have been like because it's kind of underrepresented in, uh, underrepresented in film. 
So I thought it was cool that World War One's getting a little more attention with all the war movies yeah. we have. Yeah. Well, and you saw in 1917, like, the style of warfare in that period was completely awful. Mm-hmm. Like, And it's not exactly cinematic when you think about trench it. Trench warfare right. is shitty, man. Right, just sitting in trenches, and then it just led to people, like, bombing each other. And it's like, it's all just awful. Mustard gas. Dude. Yeah, like, like... Well, in America's involvement's pretty minimal, so I think that's probably why we see less of it. True. Like, we don't have as a big a fascination with it as... Came in for a year, places. and then it was over. Ugh. But it just makes you think, like, those... Boys, 18-year-old kids, like, thinking about sending 18-year-olds to war today, I'm sure we've brought that up a lot on this podcast. It just seems surreal to send, like, this generation. Like, no one would go. No. No one would. No. If they sent a draft, people would if just. If they did, they'd be dead. They need their sick. mental health piggies to go with them or whatever they need on the airplanes these days to. I. It's just hard to They would need to, to, to Skype home, like, one day. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, man. Dude, <laughs> Goggins will be somebody's platoon leader. My goodness. Um, all right, one last Best Picture nom. Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. This was your two, I think. Mm-hmm. This is my top three, too. Oh, is your top three? It's not in top five for me. Really? With you. I'm this side of the table. Really? Anyway. I'm not in on this top that five. Surprised me, dude. Yeah, but I will say this has one of my top three favorite scenes. Mm-hmm. Of the year, but his movies, I don't think There's it makes my top ten. My favorite scenes that came out of this movie. There's some. This movie is a, is about scenes to me. It's not a continuous movie worth watching. That's my feeling. So I'll let I don't know Tay. What what was your thought? Top. What's your number? Um, you mean out of ten? Well, like what was your? It was in your top three. Was it like third or second? All right. So you guys are gonna judge me. My number one this year was John Wick three. I love that movie, dude. Thank you, I, dude. That's in my top three, too. I love the shit out of that movie. That movie's awesome so as number, shit. That's my number one. I, I want to talk about that later. Uncut Gems was my number two. Um, and then Once Upon a Time in Hollywood's my number three. I loved Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I loved the idea of a rising star in an aged actor kind of like falling out of grace with Hollywood and him dealing with that, you know, when people stop caring about mm-hmm. you and like kind of finding purpose. Yeah. I thought it was nice, like, with an aged Leo having that role. Mm-hmm. And there's just so many great moments, dude. Like, even stuff as simple as when Brad Pitt's in his trailer with his dog. That scene, like, was hilarious, and he doesn't even do anything. He's, right. he's just pulling out dog food, watching TV, yeah. making mac and cheese, and it's yeah. hilarious, dude. And, uh, dude, the scene with Leo freaking out in his trailer. Holy shit. About yeah, not learning his lines. Dude, he should have got the Oscar. Well, it was just improvised, for that. too. Yeah. Yo, he probably said the F word, I don't know, 40 <laughs> times in that yeah. scene? Yeah, dude. Can I have uh, whiskey sours on 458? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Dude, that, uh... Rick Dalton in the trailer was the top three scene for me. That's Easy. Phenomenal. And the whole part before where he forgets the line and falls in there, in the whiskey sours line... Yeah, that whole sequence, even the yeah, scene before where he's doing the scene with Timothy yeah. Olyphant. That whole great. part, all that don't, lead in. Don't perfect. you think they could have cut out like 40 minutes of that movie, though? Yes. Wetzel? <laughs> yes. I didn't feel okay. that way, though. That's how I, I feel felt, like it dude. was paced pretty well. I don't uh, know. There were some so slow bored. parts, dude. There were some but really like good scenes, but... I, so much of it is the, like, if you're into the 60s Hollywood scene, you're just enjoying every second of that movie. And for me, I was kind of like, it was just a little too indulgent. Like just the yes. pacing of it, like him driving around. And yeah. I know for people that like that era, it was like, this is cool. Like we get to see Brad Pitt in a right. car, but for I mean, me, it, it definitely like, puts you in the movie though. It puts, I yeah. mean, I think he does that. Uh, I'm not just as a nostalgic kind of like 
this is my ch- wants to relive his childhood Tarantino's. Right. But I think it definitely immerses you. I it, mean, there's you're an like, immersion there. factor for sure. I just was bored. I was like, what is the plot? Because there wasn't a plot. That's how I felt too. There's no plot. There was no plot. It was too jumpy around. But then some scenes that I'm just laughing my ass off. Oh my gosh. And then the yes. ending scene, obviously. But yeah. But I thought there was too much time, like a good 40 minutes where I'm like, okay, why'd I watch that? Yeah, about the Wh- two hour mark. Why'd you I put was that? Going, why'd like, you put that in? All right, where are we going with this? See, I, I just didn't, I never felt I know, that. But and I think I felt that. See? I felt that. Yeah. I liked it more on my rewatch. I would say if we had this discussion right after I yeah. watched it, I might be more on the same page. Because I remember walking away from it like, all right, yeah, I liked it. Tarantino, it was different. It's definitely Tarantino. You watched it twice? Yeah. Uh, Did you watch it twice? Times. I haven't watched it since theaters, actually. Okay. I need to rewatch. I, it, I think it was vastly improved for me on rewatch. It's I a, enjoyed it a lot more. You didn't rewatch. watch it twice, right, Ben? Nope. No rewatch for me. Um, the... The thing about it is it's like you have all these cool scenes and I just felt like Tarantino just wanted to show that stuff. I don't know if he had like a real story. It was definitely story, an indulgent fact. Right? Like that was my biggest issue with it. So, but I mean, Margot Robbie was great. I mean, I like the Simple. story. I mean, like what Taylor was saying, I like the parallel of this guy losing himself in Hollywood in a changing yeah. era, whereas there's a rising star and one that's kind of fallen it's out. It's cool. And I think the story followed it. As it should have. I mean, well, I just think it was entertaining from start to finish. And similar to Inglorious Bastards, it's kind of a fairy tale, right? It's like, what yeah. if? What if this happened? What if there was this group of badass Jews that went and hunted Nazis in Germany? Like, it's awesome. And it's this basically like, saying, what if Rick Dalton and Cliff Booth existed? Exactly. And what if Sharon Tate survived and Charles Manson's dudes went to this next door neighbor's house instead? Like, just kind of the what ifs. And when the end scene is fantastic. Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, it's. That was what I was going to say. <laughs> I'm in the theater watching with my wife, and, you know, it's probably about what? How long has it been? Almost three hours? It's, it's, two, uh, it's two and a half, I think. Oh, is it two and a half? Okay, yeah. so it's probably around the two-hour mark. And I'm like, okay, where's the big violent scene? Because there's going to be one. You know it's it coming. You, you know it's coming. And it finally happens. And it's one of the more, like, for especially for 2019, seeing the way he, like, hurts that lady, <laughs> which she you know, deserved the it, but, the but the, metal, and then the telephone. how graphic it was with the telephone. It just like, it was very, very, the very the flamethrower, graphic. Dude. The flamethrower. I see this lady hightailing it out of there with her like seven year old kid. I was like, you dumb bitch. What were you <laughs> expecting? Like she was like trying to cover the kid's eyes in the whole thing. Yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, you're an idiot parent. What dude, are you doing? Just the look on Leo's face. He's just chilling in his pool. Yeah. <laughs> just drinking whiskey sours. Pissed off, he brings <laughs> out his flamethrower, dude. Oh, I thought yeah. he deserved best actor, actually. Yeah, yeah, because he was he, so he killed it good. In that like, he that was so acid laced cigarette, man. That it's was his best performance. Stuff. To just be like that, like just so desperate to yeah. cling to what he had, but not knowing how to like really pave his way forward gracefully, but desperately trying to. And dude, and just it was the, so his, good. His hippie hate is hilarious. Yeah. The whole movie, dude. He's just hating on him. What did you guys think about all the backlash about Brad Pitt's character killing his wife? Maybe, maybe not. No, I love that about it. I like that it never actually shows you what happened or whether or not you know whether or not Brad Pitt actually did that on purpose or there was... I mean, did you listen to the rewatchables about uh, on this? About Once Upon a Time? I haven't yet. Yeah, I checked it it's out. It's pretty good. Um, and they addressed some of that stuff. But uh, I liked I have how like you're not really supposed to... like Brad Pitt and Leo aren't like good people. No, no. They're, they're shitty people. They're Hollywood types. Yeah, you know? like, like they are not like Brad Pitt. 
probably killed his wife, and yet here we are rooting for him. You know what, what I mean? What would you think about the Bruce Lee scene? I thought that was I great. liked it. It was fun. I thought it was funny. It was funny. I laughed. People freaked out about it. But I, again, it's... But again, you don't know if it's true or not. Exactly. Because it's the way he's remembering what had happened. And who knows if that's what... I thought it was weird because people were like, I don't know if I can like this Brad Pitt character if he killed his wife. I'm like, it's a movie. <laughs> like, what are we doing here? Like, we're going to well, give Joker the, the Oscar for murdering all those people. You know, what? what is the problem? Yeah. I think that's one of the best decisions Tarantino did, though, is that how he set up that scene with his wife, how she's just bitching at him the whole time going on. He's just sitting there with, like, his harpoon gun just pointed at her, <laughs> and it doesn't show it. The fact that he doesn't show it it's is Serenity hilarious. Style, it is perfect. It's perfect timing and choice, like, editing choice. The way like, he looks down on everything. Oh, it's so great. And the, I think the other thing that at the end, I, I just love the constant, the friendship between Leo and Brad is just it's phenomenal. You want that in yeah. your life. You I mean, want that friendship. To have Bale, it's a true friendship. To have Bale and Damon in Fort yeah. Fry and then to have Leo and Pitt in yeah. this movie, it was such a fun year. And how I, I, what I loved at the very end is when, it because it constantly shows kind of how Brad is the one, you know, carrying his load is how he puts it. You know, <laughs> the, the entire movie as an actor, like he has to do all the hard stuff for Leo. And even at the very end, he he took on all those hippies, and yet Leo's the one who comes in with the flamethrower, even though she's already dead. Like, she's already, Brad's already taken <laughs> care of her. It's all good. But Leo's the one who kind of feels like he gets recognized. Yeah. So I feel like that's a good parallel to, like, in the movies, Leo's the one, he's the hero, where Brad never gets recognized because he's a stuntman, and no one really knows that that's Brad. They right. always think right. it's Leo. And I think that was kind of a nice parallel at the end it's like it looks like leo he feels good with his flamethrower that he's doing all the the heavy work but he didn't it was brad the whole time so i think it's just another good little i don't know nugget that tarantino throws in. And it's kind of interesting because you know leo gets all the praise in the movie but then brad basically got all the praise yeah, in real life got the oscar for the role yeah that's true kind of interesting because when you think about leo winning for the revenant it's kind of silly it's so disappointing it's yeah. silly right that's his like so do we think if he never won for revenue, do you think Leo takes it this for once upon a time? No. Do you I think Joaquin yeah, still would have taken probably. it? Yeah, Joaquin still takes it probably. I think so too. Yeah. What What's funny is I went to that movie with my wife and we're watching it and I'm waiting and waiting and waiting and then the end scene comes and she closes her eyes. And then I <laughs> talk to her, hey, what'd you think? Well, I didn't like it. I'm like, well, no shit, you didn't like it. You closed your eyes for the best part of the movie. We sat there for two and a half, and then you closed your eyes for the last ten minutes. So, women, dude, you can't live with them or without them. My wife had the same reaction. She's like, totally covered up her eyes for that one. So, I I do look forward to rewatching some of these scenes. Maybe the full movie. I'll, I'll, I, it's a it, it's I'll gonna play it. great on TV. It's the kind of movie where like you, it t- if it's on, you can pick it up at any point. And you and it's can kind of to your point that there's a lot of great scenes. Yeah, there's a lot of great moments, you know, kind of put together so that any at any point you can just kind of pick up and watch it because it's going to be entertaining. You're already kind of invested in what's going on. So I think it's going to age really well. Probably me too. I think it's going to be it's going to end up being one of Tarantino's best movies given time. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And it's interesting to think that he he's saying he only has one more to make. Yeah, I wonder how. Which feels weird. Like, it does feel weird. I mean, he could, he wants to do TV and stuff, and he's even has alluded to wanting to write books, which I just hope he doesn't. Just he's such to, a unique. Stick to book, dude. <laughs> Nobody reads. Stick to 2020. You don't fucking read. We watch movies. <laughs> yeah, watch I don't movies know. and watch Netflix. But what an accomplishment, though. I mean, if he does one more and it and it it's awesome, like to have. 
not a bad movie yeah. on your filmography is pretty impressive. Yeah, it's not. It's it's a great. It it is a good movie. It just for me, it was not the one that I was thinking a lot about. But okay, so I think that's our Oscars recap. Other than some of the ones that I think we'll get to in a second. Mm. So, any other thoughts about Oscar stuff? I don't have anything else. Uh, no, I think I'm good. A lot of the movies I liked weren't Oscar nominated. Yeah. So. Yep. All right. Should we start with um, John Wick three? John Wick three. Can we go into it? Yes. We can let go Taylor into it. jump okay. into it, dude. So I Dive saw in. John Wick three three times in theaters. Three? You saw Holy three times? shit! I love that movie, dude. You you're psychotic, dude. <laughs> I know. I am, I love that movie. I saw it with Ben the first time. Yeah. We were yeah. hyped about it. Oh, yeah. Breaking it, news. Taylor uh, jumps into a school and shoots 50 people. <laughs> no, man. No. John Wick's a good guy. He's, he's, a, he's a good guy. Has Yeah. The boogeyman. So I love John Wick 1. I love John Wick 2. It just it's, ups the stakes. Yes. Every Every movie, each chapter. You know, the kill count goes up. Amount of people after him goes up. His bounty goes up, dude. They just they they keep becoming more creative and, and just better. Every yeah, the movie, the dude. knife scene at the beginning. Oh, oh yeah, or or the just book kidding. scene too. Dude, but the scene with, with Bobon. Holy where I was shit, like, Holy dude! Holy shit, dude! How does that I even fr- make sense? Freaking snapped his neck using a book <laughs> in a library. <laughs> in a library, <laughs> yes. That dude's like seven four. <laughs> so unreal, big. man. And he did a pretty good job too. I was wondering how he was going to be. He handled it well. Surprisingly good. Yeah. Do you like to think of these movies? They're basically like musicals almost. It's almost a musical. Yeah, it it's is. an action musical. It's choreography at a certain level, right? I love the story. Simple. I love it. Each movie just picks up right where the last one yeah. left off. Yep. And you just keep going, dude. You're yeah. in for you know what. Yeah. You're how does get. three begin again? Is he running? He's running with his dog he, in the rain. He's right? got yeah. his yeah. hours right to after John McTeer. Settle his shit. Yep. That's before right. Before the bounty goes live. That's right. And he's got a crazy forty-five minutes in that in that time frame. What did you guys think about Halle Berry in that movie, though? I thought she was good. Some I, people liked her, and others didn't. I was in. No, I was in. I thought she did her part well. I think it's the best she's been in a while. I mean, she hasn't been in much lately, but you're I, you're a dog guy. She you made you like the attack dogs. You, you yeah, I that? thought that was badass, dude. Yeah, dude. And she's hot. She's hot as shit she for being great. fifty-five or whatever yeah, I, she is. I agree. I thought she did a good job, dude. That whole movie is awesome. And it just makes it better that Keanu is such a good guy. Yeah. Because then you'd want to like his stuff even that much more, you know? And then just all the shit. He probably... What's the what's the count on that? How many people did he kill? Oh, shoot. It, it was like 180 or something. I'm guessing. I don't, I yeah, don't remember. Yeah, it's, it's over It's over 100, right? Yeah. 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 It's got to be well over Can I say, like... It's crazy. Keanu had the... I don't want to trigger you two over here. But Keanu had an opportunity to be like a Nick Cage for a little bit. And then he just totally pivoted, and now he's like the most lovable, like one of the most profitable guys in Hollywood. I mean, he, he has did, so he, much stuff coming out. He did the Lake House, so we can't really, you know, let that slide. <laughs> that I, movie's terrible. I'm just saying, like for his career, which like after the Matrix is, no, it, John Wick definitely revamped a lot of what he's doing Pulled him back in, hundred percent. Right? I mean, I think John Wick three, I think has is probably like it's got to be the best first 30 minutes of any movie. It's really great. I mean, think of what happens in the first 30 minutes of that movie. Is that even up to the horse scene, right? Yeah, oh yeah, past down. the horse scene, yeah. the motorcycle, um, all, dude, the horse scene is so great, dude. The horse scene is so great. Dude, I loved his little rival guy, too. The the kung fu guy. Who's oh, who was just hyped yeah. to fight him. He just loves him. <laughs> dude, awesome. Yeah, that knife fight, dude. How they end the knife fight, and he throws, like, you think it's over, and he throws the axe the across axe. the room. That was my favorite part. And shout out to the raid guys that are oh, that are also yeah, in this movie. In Always Love those dudes. To the raid guys. Oh, man. Those guys are so legit. But the, the almost what makes this movie 
just ties the knot perfectly is the last scene of the movie. Yeah. yeah. It's so With Lawrence so Fishburne, perfect. dude? Oh. I loved it. It's so perfect, dude, the way it ends. And I'm just I you I mean you, we we've say we say this after every John Wick movie. How are they going to top it? Cuz they're doing John Wick 4 that comes out 2021, supposedly the same day as Matrix 4. I've heard they're being released yeah. on the same day, which is crazy. But uh so how does how does 3 end again? What is he what's his so final remember what he, does he say? Well, he fakes his death. He fakes his death, right? And he's Lawrence crawling up to Fishburne. About, yeah, so he's and, and what does Fishburne's he say though? Talking like about how much you hate the syndicate. Yeah, the, or like the whole. Yeah, yeah. The what is it called? The the, the uh, continental. Yeah, continental. like the whole thing is like, don't you hate it? Doesn't that yeah. piss you off? Yeah, and Keanu just. Like, what does he say up, though? What's his? Yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's all he says, yeah. dude. <laughs> and it's one. That's what I'm saying. Like I left that theater just with a fist pump and goosebumps. Oh, yes. Yeah, he's like, are you mad? He says like, are you mad? Piss you off? Doesn't piss you off? And he yeah. looks up, and his eyes all bloodshot because he just yep. fell off a building, and he just <laughs> beat up, and he just looks up, and he just yeah. So how does four top it then, dude? That's what I'm saying, dude. I mean, I guess it's him taking down the syndicate. It's him taking out. I mean, the fact he didn't kill that bitch that out. was like, you know, following her orders to get him out and everything. That, that bugged me, dude. Like, let why her go. He not, like, no. Why did he not kill her? He needs to kill her. Right. That's the thing. I've always felt like the syndicate or whatever is a little hollow in their actual muscle. Like, John could handle basically anything they throw at him. I'm yeah. like, why are we letting this adjudicator lady, like... Yeah, the, that's who it was, the adjudicator. The, the adjudicator. Yeah. Why do you not just give it to her, dude? Like, I don't know why you let her go. When you think about that movie, you're just like, oh, yeah, they had that scene. Oh, yeah, it had that scene. Oh, I think yeah. about when they had the body armor scene. Yes, the body armor. That's what I was going to say. And having to have the multiple Shit. shots. We just talked about everything, and we forgot <laughs> about the body armor. And then where he had to shoot him, like, in the neck. In the neck. And then he pulls out that shotgun. Shot- <laughs> those slugs, dude. The slugs. And he's Holy pissed off with the one guy, the, oh, yeah. the guy that worked at the front desk. What was his name? I forget his name. Blackie? Yeah. 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 The, it, we call him Black. And Ian McShane. Oh yeah! Fantastic, dropping the parabellum line on everybody at the end. Line the guns, lots of the guns, guns lots of guns, so, guns, lots of. Them. So I watch, <laughs> I watch these movies, and I love every second of it. Yeah. And it's not even close to believable, right? It feels believable, but you're like, he would have got shot. Yeah. Eventually, right? With this much heat. But then I watch a Fast and Furious movie, and I'm pissed the whole time. Yeah. Like Fast and Furious Nine this year, dude. I don't. I'm not ready to have this conversation because we'll get to it. But I like, I'm. I'm, well, I'm looking to avoid all Fast and Furious. <laughs> okay, so we're on the same page here. <laughs> I'm in on. Fast but yeah, and did Furious. you guys see the trailer? Hell yeah, dude. Dude, John I'm Cena. pissed already. F okay, man, let's talk. Already. Let's. No, we're done. We're, we're done. done. We're done with. We're this done. Shit. But it's just like they find a way to make these feel yes. so professional, so believable. Mm-hmm. feels plausible without being to the point of complete camp. If you go right. on YouTube, you can watch Keanu's tactical training. Yeah. I think no, he's, it, dude, right? he's legit. legit he's dude. legit. He's judo. He trains in judo. He he goes to gun ranges. He knows the shit that he does is legit, dude. Because I've, I've been to a gun range down in Vegas, a four, four, four or five-day class down there. And, dude, he's he's legit as shit. He's the real deal. He's the real deal. And his honestly, his acting is not the best. Okay? No. If you were to but say, hey, plays is to he? His benefit. Yes, I know. I don't know how, but it does. Mm-hmm. And I like him even more. If he was a really good actor, like let's say he's, you know, Leo or Brad Pitt, I don't know if I like him as much. Right. It Which, almost seemed too calculated, almost. Yeah. Like too calculated of a performance where Keanu. Yeah, just like, I know. Being Keanu, but and I feel like Halle Berry. She also went through the training. He's like Halle she did, yeah. And she, you can see videos of Halle Berry. Halle Berry. Well, and she trained with those dogs, dude. Yeah, that's she right. She had to train with those dogs. 
um, to release them and things mm-hmm. like that. <sighs> Man, those dogs That's, are... Well, those the beauty dogs. of John Wick is it's a assassin passes prime, just like Keanu. Yeah. An action star passes prime. It's, yeah. it's perfect. And it's got the stunt coordinator from The Matrix mm-hmm. yeah. directing yep. these movies. It's Someone it's, who understands, like, think about anyone doing else doing these movies. You'd have so many jumbled, jumpy, cut, shaky cam shots, and, mm-hmm. like, no one would want to do the training like all of that, that all the prep that they goes into it pays off. Yeah, every single time. I heard what? somewhere the the choreography and the amount of movements he does in one mm-hmm. shot is like double any other action movie yeah. you can think of. Well, and he he judo throws people like Ronda Rousey, dude. It's <laughs> legit, though. It's legit. You know, it really is. It's good form. He knows what he's doing. It's a great movie. Love Keanu. I'm interested to see what he'll do with the Matrix. When did that come out? Was that in the spring? It was May last April. year. April. That was April. April. April last year. Yeah, so I saw that twice. I was making fun of you, Taylor, for three times being a psychotic guy. I saw it twice in the theaters, and then I saw it twice, and then I bought it, dude. So I bought the bundle one, two, and three, and I'm shit. I'm all in on John. I've got Ray. good luck because I saw it twice. The second time I saw it with my wife, which again she was like, "Why'd you bring me to this?" But there was a baby in the theater with us, like oh a, my a baby, gosh. baby. Like, see, I'm dude, like, what are we doing here, parents? Yeah, it's similar to Ford v Ferrari. This is a this is a father. It's a father son. I went and saw this with my brother and my dad, and we just like the entire movie and the the audience that goes and sees these movies. It was one of the best theater experiences I've had because everyone is on the same page in that theater after after the axe throw to the head. Everyone's oh, like you hear the audible gasp, you hear the clapping. The very end, everyone's clapping. Like I, I'm not a clapper by any means, but this movie like. Bring something out of it. And the director flourishes so much fun. where they have the moments where they say a line and they put the text on the screen. Oh, yeah. It's so nice. Like when they said, like, Baba Yaga or, <laughs> you know, like whatever they're putting out, they're just like, fuck yes. Yes. We're doing this. Like he's going for it. These movies have great theater experiences. Experiences. And the audiences that go to these, go see these are great audiences. And props to the director because he started small, but he kind of left the space oh, think to of where we're build at. the world, right? And it felt consistent. Like you oh, didn't yeah. feel like, oh, he's hacking stuff on. It's like, no. He adds something on to each. He's revealing movie. part of the map you didn't see before. After like, it's out there. Yeah. After John Wick 1, would you guys, would you guys have thought that John Wick 3 would, would have been this big? Absolutely not. I know that's what I'm it, thinking it, it too. It was so small at the beginning. Yeah, it wasn't that big, it. right? I forgot like William Dafoe was in the first one. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you just kind of like, oh my gosh, like these people have just kind uh-huh. of flown And here. and when you go back and watch John Wick 1, you're like, okay, this was a really good movie, but after seeing 2, it just builds, builds. and 3 builds and 4 is going to be some shit. Well, the dude. set piece. Like I'm gonna start shooting people up after four. <laughs> GTA, motherfuckers, <laughs> let's like go. GTA. Carling's gonna snap. He after really this is. Last one. He's Someone's the, gonna snap. He's got the training too, apparently, so he may be capable. <laughs> yeah, he's I, been in the classes in Vegas. He's ready to go. I was I wanting the guns. <laughs> Taylor, give me your gummies. Let's fucking go, dude. <laughs> when I thought when I when the second one when they had the concert set piece, I was like, "There's no way you can top this. Like, this is like, how do you?" film this and they top it and they just keep going they keep making it bigger flashier interesting it's i'm all in i'm all in make four make five keep it rolling as long as you can keep i don't know if i like him falling off the building though i think i texted you that that was a part for sure and maybe people like that but i'm like that was what i don't what's so funny is he got shot at probably three thousand times (laughs) and i'm like oh he's okay and then he falls off a building like okay this is fucking too far <laughs> uh, and then, like, I'm thinking about it. I'm like, how did that cross the line? You cross he the probably line. could have survived, you know, break your legs. I, I agree. I think shoot his but, way out of there. 
Yeah, uh, or something else. I don't know about the fall. She was the only the person fall. left in that hotel. His death. Wasn't that, he fall had to fake lungs. his death. He did have he? to fake the death. But like they said, like, did you he have, to get the you heat have a body? Back. No, you don't have a body. You don't have John Wick. You know he's not dead. Yeah, but how do you survive a fall like that? That was you at don't. least 100 feet, right? You know. Yeah, that was, that was a tall building. I thought, I thought he fell onto like an awning first or something. He didn't just go he, fall straight on the sidewalk. I think he hit an awning and then landed in a trash can or something, yeah, right? Is this fucking Aladdin, dude? You're not landing and then the magic carpet picks you up? Shit. That's the only like Yes. Thing I didn't like. Yes. It was it was more than just falling <laughs> off building to cement. I think that would be a lot less believable. He ricocheted but. like Spider Man and Spider Man Two, just hidden buildings. Yeah, and shit. falling off. Yeah, each like. I mean, yeah. he's god level Stairway. at this point. I mean, just let him do it. I don't know. Yeah, I think that's what you said to me Who too. Cares, You're man. like, I'm like giving. It, yeah, you at pass, that point, you just let it pass. And you know, take one, two, and three. He probably dodged. I don't know, eighty thousand bullets. Well, and then he falls off a building, and I'm mad about dodge it. Dodge all of those, right? Because a right. lot of those are hitting his yeah, body. Yeah, he has like the armor suit in remember? the suit, so it's just not hitting his head, right? I don't know. Again, we're just gonna roll with it. But I'll roll with it. Yeah, I'm rolling. I'll keep with rolling. It. I'll Keanu roll Reeves, all day. He, Keanu Reeves is winning. I just hope we don't have the conversation of like, I wish they wouldn't have made five. Like I hope or, they or know, four or even. four. No, or, I, you know, yeah, like they just need to know. I don't when. think they'll end it on the bad note. They gotta, I think, four and be done. Yeah, I'm down. Well, because it, it seems like four, he's going to take out all the syndicate. In. He's putting it I all think, in the I line. think this is where he's going to put an end to it. Does he die at the end? I don't think so. No you way. Think that, That'd be the, terrible. Him walking off in the sunset with his dog? Yeah. It's oh, just hell it, yeah. Right? yeah. You don't want him in a coffin. Him having sex with his dog. <laughs> oh. Turning some shit into... And then John Wick 5 <laughs> is like bestiality shit, dude. I am down. Whatever he wants to do, I'm down. <laughs> Give his dog a gun. I don't know. What do you think, Morris? You got a dog, dude. What do you think? I'm all in. I'll all be all in, in on this. that. Dude, the, the, the Butch, get in here. The funny <laughs> thing is rewatching John Wick 1. Uh, I started Game of Thrones after John Wick 1 came out. I didn't realize Theon Greyjoy is the one who yeah. kills John Wick's dog. Yeah, it's hilarious. Oh, the Russian yeah, punk ass. The one yeah. guy punk yeah, ass dude. It's Man, John Wick's great. Yeah, so that was, oh. that was my top movie of the year. Okay, so that's your one? That's my one. Um... Morris, you and I share a one. Mm-hmm. Parasite. Parasite. I think that's a perfect movie. It is a perfect movie. I think it's a perfect movie. I, it's it's a movie that you can look at as two halves, right? Mm-hmm. Like the first half is a fun, almost like a heist movie in yeah. coordination, in roles, and people that haven't heard about Parasite, I'm just going to assume you guys know the plot already because right. it won Best Picture. And then the second half being incredibly tense, incredibly unpredictable. Very unpredictable. And then leaving you just gasping at the end, yeah. thinking about everything you just saw. Yeah. And, like, on top of what you've said, like, you're entertained it, on the surface, perfectly watchable, entertaining movie, but there are so many different themes to yes. go at. And I think that's what makes this movie so – there's just so much to get from it. Dude. Right. From I mean, there's the obvious commentary of, like – the poor and the rich, capitalist yep. society. And generally, I'm against class warfare movies. Yeah. I feel like they're tired or like you know so like where people are coming from. Right. But this movie I didn't feel like was preachy or judgy. It wasn't because it didn't ju- – it never justified the poor family. Either way. You're not like, oh, they're they're in the right. Like they're right. conning people. Yeah. They're conning – the rich people aren't like – what are they're they – They're kind of slimy people. No, they're all slimy. Like the rich people but are like, treating these people like shit, but the, the poor people are In spots though. Like the, the rich people aren't always horrible. That's, right. To that's them. what they're, I like too is the rich people weren't just straight out evil yeah. bad people. No, they weren't. 
there just was because they didn't care about the help in the house. Yeah. It's like, yeah, obviously, like they're caring more about their own family than. The and the help, wife was pretty nice to them. They're shitty about going about it, but like obviously, but then the poor kid, the poor people, uh, also kicked out the other help. Right. That you woman saw, who had the man in the house. It's like, and that's what I felt was so interesting is you got to see what people act like when they're in a position of power yeah. or their stability is in question. Yeah, because exactly. the, the housekeeper seemed to step above that family when you start watching the movie, right. oh, yeah. interacting with them. Well, and the father, uh, the rich father, Mister Park, he's constantly talking about this line mm-hmm. with the you know the dad of the family, which I'm forgetting his name. He's always coming up to the line. He's always like he's he's almost passing line, but he doesn't. He's just like right there, and that's what that whole at, at arm's length relationship mm-hmm. you have with this help, right? You want them there to a point, and if they cross that point, you feel uncomfortable, and that's where you're that's like, that's a good. I'm out. Take. Like you can't be here at this point because I don't want that like relationship with you. I want you to hear if you go anywhere past that where you're vulnerable or emotional or make me uncomfortable, you're out. You're nothing more to me past this line. Past this point. You're everything to me. And that's how the whole movie works, right? Like as long as you stay where everyone feels comfortable, it works. And the second you step on someone's like place where they're like, oh, I'm threatened. How do we act? We can act like animals, which is interesting. I love the scene or like how they build the tension between it's the family's name's Kim, right? Yeah, so it's the Mr. Kim, family. Kim, the Park family. Mr. Yeah. Park, but the Park family. Mr. Kim has this smell yeah. that really bothers yeah, yeah. him. I think he hears Mr. Park say that he smells at a, at a certain point, right? Mm-hmm. And that just kind of eats at him oh, throughout totally. the whole movie. That, it eats just him slowly. To, I think that ultimately is what drives him at that last scene to just that disgust, right? It just kind of starts festering within him throughout the whole movie, and he just can't help it, dude. I, the, the the way that scene's crafted when they get home from the camping oh, trip. Oh my gosh. And the placement of everyone, it is so, so intense. And that's so where intense. like Bong Joon Ho take the director Oscar. Like he just it is a very, very well crafted. That shouldn't movie. be that stressful. No. <laughs> oh, he made it incredibly stressful. Well, you're, you're they're in the house and they're, you know, like kind of trashed it a little bit, and you're like, Oh, please don't come home now. Right? Like you right. can't There's you no work so hard to get here. You know, like don't blow your cover. And then they add that whole wrinkle with the whole basement plot. And honestly, one of the creepiest scenes when the the boy recounts seeing this ghost ghost in the house. And that guy is there looking at him at the stairs. Holy shit. Dude. Terrifying. Dude, the reveal of the basement bunker. That's where I was like, what the hell? This 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 is a whole new movie now that we're getting into. Yeah. Because I thought it was all just like, oh, there's conning this family. That's yep. fun. Yeah. And then and then she rings the doorbell, the old maid, <laughs> oh, and you're like, okay, where's this going? When dude? they let her in, I was just like, no, yep. shit's and going somewhere. I just want to go downstairs, and then she's like, honey, honey, sweetie, you oh okay? I'm like, okay, shit. Well, it was suppo- is this Saw 17, or <laughs> yeah. what are we going on? It was supposed to be their moment of triumph. That's what was great about it. That whole, the family's gone for the camping trip. We're yeah, going yep. to live it up. We did it. We made yeah. it, and then it all just goes to shit. And, and right like when you think it's not going to be, you're you're thinking you want to release from the tension, and then they start like fooling around on the be- on the couch, yeah. and you're oh, like, yeah. oh, this is getting worse. They're under worse. that table, and oh, at the same time, oh the kid God. is in his tent. And you're thinking any moment he's going to look and see yep. everyone under the table. And you're just like, there's so much going on, dude, that yep. you're just like worried about this entire film. And the dude. birthday party, the oh, birthday. Yeah. A lot of stuff going on at the birthday party. Okay, I thought the kid died, dude, when he threw the rock on him twice. Yeah. He threw yeah. the stone on his head in my yeah, heart. Yeah, to And then he did it again. I'm like, all right, he's dead. That felt and brutal in the like, moment. Oh, my gosh. Dude. In the moment, you're go. oh, with that rock, too. I, 
yeah, the the ending gets a little messy, which I think is intentional, right? I think so. Because uh, I was thinking about it. It's and, pretty chaotic. And part of me felt like, oh, was that handled as well as it could have been? In reflecting on it, I kept kind of wavering, like, oh, could have been better. Could But then I think about it, I was like, I think it kind of had to be that way. What's also crazy is how contained this movie is. So contained. It takes place in two yes, places. Two the houses. people's house yep. and the rich people's house. It's the entire movie. And the imagery of the windows is flawless. Oh, yeah, dude. To have that, like, sub-basement. Like, they're not below, yeah, exactly. below. They're, like, trying There's to There's a lot of out. shots where you're meant to, like, look out from their point of view. And then, and see then the rich people has this, like, perfect. Big, the way it's raining. Yes. And the, the, the woman's like, oh, I love when it rains. Like, this is so nice. And then <laughs> oh. it contrasts that with the shit show that they have to deal yes, with. Literally. Dude. And, and then kind yeah, of, literally. <laughs> literally. And, and kind of seeing how difficult. Because, like, the kids, the Kim kids are pretty intelligent. Like, yeah. they're, they're smart so kids. So smart. But socioeconomic migration is so difficult. I think that's kind yeah. of one of the points they're making. Oh, for sure. Is like, if your parents are poor, it's so hard to not be poor when you grow up. And that's up. what makes the ending so devastating, is you're like, yeah, he could do that. And you think about it, it's like, but probably not. Like, yeah. He's not going to be able to buy the house. Yeah. You know? Yeah, see, I, so I talked to my brother about that. Was that. Do you think that was real? Was the ending, did the ending really happen? I think the ending was him dreaming it, and then being in the basement, brought you back to him thinking about this is what it'll look like when it happens but it's never gonna happen yeah that's what i thought too with the ending it's like okay you see him by the by the house he hugs his dad the the mom comes and hugs and then it goes back to him in his bullshit house and you're like okay eventually eventually 20 15 20 years you hope holy shit how did they end it so well dude that's the best ending. It couldn't have ended better. Seeing the being up in the hills, seeing the Morse code yes, in the light. Yes, just like, everything. Holy dude. shit! Okay, perfect title for the movie because well, Mr. Kim turns into a literal parasite. Yes, he does. <laughs> and have you guys seen a drama with subtitles like this where you're so at- attached? Attached and yeah, just like. I'm not a I'm not a subtitle critiquer. I actually enjoy yeah. it because I feel like I pick up every bit of the dialogue. Yeah. Unlike well, English movies. And you guys like, saw it in th- you guys saw it in theaters, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I saw I rented it this week. And I so watched you, it for the pod. So it forces and you to pay attention a little. Yes, more. dude. I'm like watching it. I'm watching it in my bed. Becca's asleep. It's like ten o'clock. I'm like, well, I might be tired. I might be looking at my phone, but I'll turn this on. I'm, and I'm then a, I'm ahead. stuck to it, dude. And I'm reading. I'm reading shit. At like eleven o'clock at night, I'm still like, "Holy shit, this movie's awesome!" Yeah. Dude. Well, and it plays more to like it puts more pressure on screenwriter. Yeah, that's why I think screenplay time. is great because if someone's going to be paying attention to every single line of dialogue, which mm-hmm. normally there's no subtitles, you know, you're looking around the screen, yeah. you're kind of paying attention to different things, mm-hmm. but like the dialogue's happening, you hear every word, and so for the dialogue, the dialogue has to be perfect. Yeah. Because it has to keep you invested, and I think I do think subtitles can help rather than hinder a movie. Mm-hmm. The, those actors movies. did stink though, dude. Let's you think so? Out. No, like they smell. Oh, you think they smell? I think they do. <laughs> they probably do. <laughs> no, I can we put that in or no? <laughs> I, I think s- subtitles is the best way to watch foreign language films because you lose the actor's performance if you... Yeah, screw dubbing, dude. Yeah, if I'm you out. Oh, so like, I hate dubbing. There's every a show time. on Netflix I like called Dark. It's in German, right? So I watch it with subtitles rather than the English dub. Dubbing is some shit, dude. Yeah. I'd rather watch John Wick 5 bestiality than (laughs) dubbing. (laughs) Yeah. Dubbing's terrible. (laughs) No amount of dubbing. Yeah. And I kind of want to go dive in. I think the title, Parasite, I think it can refer. My brother and I were talking about this. A lot to unpack. 
lot to unpack lot with just that unpack. title. I've, and even today, I saw on Twitter someone recognized the word parasite because the movie takes place in two, two locations. Lo- locations, which is interesting. Does it translate as well in Korean? I wonder. I wonder. I wonder what that, that's English, what that means. That's English. It works really that's well, true. right? But parasite, I wonder, because of, if you think about an actual parasite, it needs like a host. It invades a host and it controls different parts of the body. So who is the parasite? That's the thing. It the poor people kind of act as a parasite. They're infiltrating. They're kind of the body of the family. You got the driver, the cleaner, the tutor. That's the surface kind of level stuff. for yeah. sure. And that's like, are they the parasite? Which feels or obvious, right? Is the, are the rich people like who suck the life out of all exactly. of these poor people that have to support There's their so lifestyle? There's so many different ways to look at that, right. and it's like just that, just the title alone of this movie can cause an hour-long conversation right. about what that means. That's and why I think I, that's so impressive. I worked at a theater. I was like, that movie was just perfect. I yeah. think about it in winning Best Picture. I thought was phenomenal because I thought I deserved it. There's no, there's really nothing about it that I felt was like, oh, I can't believe they did this or that. I just. Yeah. Every decision felt Nothing great. Would have the pacing was phenomenal. It made me laugh. It made me yeah, just laugh, so dude. There nervous. There were some great parts when they're rehearsing their lines. Yes. When they're conning in, when they're trying to get the dag to con into the, the driver. In to the be dark, in. just talking all the psychology bullshit that and she read on that Google. That whole thing is edited is perfect because it, is, it jumps it back and forth into them actually implementing it. And so by the time it doesn't waste, like, dude. And the pe- the peach fuzz, dude. Oh, that dude. was hilarious. Each was time so they good. did that. And then they like it shows him squirt the ketchup on the pizza, oh, and it's yes. like, oh, and that's gonna loot to he them. He turns around and shows her. <laughs> oh shit! It's just dude. like, oh my gosh, dude, that movie. That awesome. oh, I need to re- I need to watch it again soon. It felt fresh too. That's yeah, very. Really that's a purchase. That's going in the Blu-ray collection. Oh, one hundred percent. One hundred. Yeah. So that's Parasite. If you haven't seen <sighs> it, go see it. It's worth every second. Every second. I I even had my parents watch it. My mom was devastated a little bit by the ending, but she was glad she saw it. So. It's mom approved even. Damn. Wow. All right. So that's my number one. We've got your guys' number one out of the way. Number twos. So Mine was Once Upon a Time. Once Upon a Time. Uncut Gems. Uncut Gems uncut is my gems. two. What's your two? Uncut. Yeah. Uncut Gems. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uncut was freaking Hell yeah. Amazing, so dude. is this the uncut segment now? I think we have, to, we have to address it. Saw the biggest Oscar snub in a long time. Oh, my dude. gosh. Very good. We Since Jake G's Nightcrawler, this is yes. the biggest snub. Yes, Lou Bloom got snubbed hard, dude. Big now time. Howard Ratner. It's not fair. No. Second theater viewing last weekend. Yep. And it, it holds up. It's a great movie. It's better on the rewatch, I thought. Yeah. It's, I would like to rewatch it. You saw it twice? I saw it twice. Yes. I would like to rewatch it. And you pick up on, because it's so chaotic. Right. Yeah. It's it's up close. It's in your face. You're following this guy who is just making horrible decisions just constantly. And the rational person is going, who would do this? Like, who would loan money right. to loan, you know, like bet that money, you know, just constantly moving it around. And you have these sharks on you. It's just like, who would act like this? But this guy makes it feel real. Like, this guy would yeah. do that. By the before the final scene of the movie, your heart rate's probably 200 BPM. Like it's just like. But the truth is, I don't find this movie very anxious. I just loved it. Like Good Time made me anxious yeah. every second. I felt stressed out for him. Yeah, I felt stressed on first out. viewing. Second I did viewing, too. I knew what was gonna happen, so I I was like just enjoying the ride. But yeah. first time, hundred percent. The second he pawns Garnett's ring, yeah. I'm just like, wait, yeah. what? Yeah, what are you doing, dude? Yeah. Well, just think of his last bet. Like, cause I do a little betting, a parlay. Yeah. So he's parlaying, right? Right. So, so he's you got miss three. One. He's got three bets. You miss one, you're screwed. So he put what, one hundred and fifty thousand? Yeah, it was like one hundred and sixty. One hundred and sixty thousand, and he was on winning. the tip off. On the tip, yeah, tip on off. Tip. Po- uh, points 
points on Garnet, and the points of the game. on Garnett, and then the win. So all three. The tip off goes wrong. You're out 160 thousand. And he's dead. And he's dead. He's a dead man. It's <laughs> insane, and, dude. And let's talk about his fucking teeth in this movie, dude. I love the it. way that he looked, dude, I forgot it was Adam Sandler. Yeah. Like halfway in, I'm like, he embraced the New York Jew and he crushed it. KG, man. just every <laughs> second. I honestly watching it, like you forget it's Sandler, but there's the way he delivers some lines. It's like, oh my gosh, that's Billy. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's happy. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. that's even Bobby. Sometimes I was like that, those little inflections he puts on things. It's so, the part where he so asks distinct. Idina Menzel for another chance. Come on. Come he's on, like, oh, come, come on, on, give me another. Come on, and give she's another like, shot. you have. She's like, I hate you. <laughs> you are the most <laughs> annoying person <laughs> I've ever met. I love him so much. I hate much. you. Hey, how about his girlfriend though? She is hotter than shit. <laughs> it makes she no sense. Been in anything, right? I think it was her first movie. Was she her was in movie. Good no. Time. No, I think that was her first movie. I think it was her breakout. She was. She's been around the Safties, but I don't think she was in anything. Interesting. Yeah, the thing is, is that some people watch this movie and they'll be like, oh, it's just a bunch of people yelling at each other. But it's like you that have was, that. that was caused the anxiety, dude. The, when the, when they're in the jewelry like, shop and KG's in there, and like five people are talking, all this stuff. While they're trying to talk. I'm just like, and the door won't open. The door won't like, open. Someone like shut up. Like, I, I'm trying to hear what I love. Saying. I love the dudes who come for some money and he gives them a watch, and then they try <laughs> to sell the watches. I'm not in the market for some fucking watches. We're <laughs> trying to sell these fucking watches. Those are the ugliest dudes I've <laughs> ever dude. seen in my life. But here's dude. the thing: all the yelling, all the chaos builds for when there's a moment where he brings his voice down. So like when he's showing KG about the black Jews oh, in yeah. Ethiopia and he's kind of got this whispery cadence. KG, check out KG, this shit. look at this. These are black Jews. <laughs> and he's telling him the story. You're just like immersed. You're like, oh my gosh, like, is this legit? Like yeah. you really like kind of buy into what it. What about that intro too with all the colors and everything? Yeah, I with the jam. And in the, the beginning and end title sequences were pretty It was crazy. cool. It's cool. Yeah, so the whole movie, I just like couldn't get enough of it. I just wanted to see him and to think that he lived to be 50 years old, living yeah, that, kind that kind of life. life. You, you have to think. That's yeah. an achievement in itself. And I laughed so much when he gets freaking blasted at the end. That little Dude, smirk. You, don't know, you don't know how to feel. For a minute, really I didn't don't. know how to feel for a minute. Because well, he was so hot. You're like, relieved. He's the hero. Yeah. yeah I mean, you're you're kind of relieved, but also like it kind of makes you realize this is a shitty person. I don't really care that he got shot. But in a but way, yeah, yeah, you care throughout the whole movie. You, you care love about him. every decision he's making. You're he's stressed horrible. for him. You and want him to do good, and he gets shot, and you're like, oh, all right. The well. reality is, you know, he wasn't gonna pay them. Pay them. No, back. never. Well, yeah. Never. He was just gonna keep up. And, and, and that's the thing is, I was like, okay, he he won. It's over. He yeah. can live his life, and then I'm like, he's not gonna stop, dude. Yeah, he dude. has a hundred no. or, or what? It was like one point five million. It was it was like at least five hundred k. Like it was a no, lot. No, it was in it was in the it millions, was in the millions dude, yeah. because that kind of parlay with the yeah. I think it was like one point five million. I mean, honestly, the bet didn't really make any sense because I don't know how that like you would have money. That I don't even know money if on that was, kind of that kind of a bet. I don't think would have worked, but it should it would have been like a million. No, yeah. So something dude, with with somebody that parlays i parlay a little bit when i'm in vegas so my wife and i put 10 bucks on five different fights mm -hmm. for the ufc every fight has to go right ten dollars we would have won 1700 bucks yeah see that's that's so, why i like parlays because so yeah. your your odds so go way the, up the bet makes sense a hundred a hundred thousand hundred and sixty thousand he's gonna make 1.5 million yeah around that i think I mean, in but each parlay, he, he's will not going to stop, dude. He's going to yeah. win, and then with that money, he's doing some other bullshit. Yeah. 
I love so. how some of the stuff comes full circle. Like in the beginning, you see that woman looking at the Michael Jackson thing. Yep. And later in the movie, the guy's like, hey, I need to come by and grab come the Michael that. Jackson doesn't thing. And you're like, oh, he doesn't have he that. He definitely <laughs> doesn't have that. When he has and, <laughs> and he shows up the next day. He's at the door. He's like, hey, I need to come need pick it. it up. And like, there's just always people Well, and like Lakeith Stanfield's inventory, gone. Oh, yeah, Not gone. there. Well, the, the irony of the movie is that I think it's implied that the 100K that he owes his brother-in-law yeah, he is the money he spent to buy the black the opal. Yep. The opal. That's what I got. Is yeah. that money he borrowed from his uncle to buy this but opal? But do we know how much he spent for the opal? Like, he said that to KG, and it makes you wonder, like, was it 20 grand? You know what I mean? Yeah, right. He says, I, th- I thought he told him how he much, does but tell him, we don't but really do you, know if But that's do the you truth. believe him? I'm pretty, sure, I, I'm pretty sure he was honest with that, because they were making the connection to the money he owes. I think that the, that was trying to help. Say I don't know. I, I, that's the thing is with Howard, you don't know. You don't. Yeah. You really don't. You, you don't know him. when you're getting played, and you, you got to assume that, you're that being played. That auction sequence too, just like, oh my god. That was it's every sequence. Every dude. Scene. You're just like, oh. when he goes to the secretary lady, and he's just like, pull out those inserts. We don't need those. We don't fucking need those. <laughs> <laughs> he starts pulling them out, and then she's <laughs> calling to double yeah, check. Yeah, he's to just make ah, sure. fuck it. Put it okay, <laughs> like everything about it. I loved it. It's it's amazing how long he goes without breaking. There's a point yeah. where he he does he, break down a woman, but he lasts so long. He takes so mm-hmm. much shit and just keeps going. It's amazing. Or he just breaks down until he's sobbing in his office. Yeah, yeah. And the the ending scene it just made it better that those guys were stuck, yeah. and watching him watching the game. Oh it just yeah, made it that much more intense. Sure. You know, I love when the about the hitman dude's like. You enjoying this? Yeah. He just goes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. I I couldn't love this movie more. I needed to rewatch it. I think it didn't even hit your top ten. No, so it did. A little sad for that. But so that's what I. I that's why marriage I story like made it over. I'm just like, come on. I need to rewatch it, but I feel like it was more so based on my experience watching it. Mm. There's a lot of that movie that makes you feel gross. Like yeah. it's a it's a very grimy movie for sure. You're and in like, the underbelly, and you walk around and you walk out of that movie just feeling like like what? There's like 400 f words thrown around in that, and like. Yeah. After a while, it kind of gets you, especially yeah. with the kind of character. There's not a single good character in the entire movie. Everyone's kind of a piece of shit. Yeah. And I don't know. I just felt like maybe that kind of left Way me not you. not unappreciating the craft or the movie sure. itself. It deserves all its praise, but I do feel like on rewatch, it it might be bumped up. Give it a rewatch. It's yeah. an honorable mention. For sure. Like it could be on my top ten, completely justified. Uh-huh. You know, John Wick three could be on my top ten, justified. Like, there's a lot of movies. It could be on. It just there. says this was a good year. It's exactly, and that's kind of the point too. Is I think it just shows how great 2019 was for movies. Yeah, Knives Out was another great. It could be on Ooh, my top ten. I got some thoughts that I really liked. About I got some thoughts on Knives Out. So that's my number two. That was Carling's two, right? Yeah. Taylor's two, uh, three for everybody. Marriage Story was mine. Once upon a time. Should we kind of talk those? Three was. Uh, I had Peanut Butter Falcon and JoJo tied at three. Oh. Okay, I had Ford vs. Ferrari, so we can talk about. Okay, I've seen Peanut Butter. I haven't seen JoJo yet. Oh, you haven't seen JoJo? I tried. They, they're, not, they're not running. JoJo's yet. my number four. I really like JoJo, but we can dive into Peanut Butter because I saw JoJo. Saw that. Did not see Peanut Butter Falcon. Peanut Butter's great. You didn't see it because there's a downs in there. Or what? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just didn't get around to it. It's on my list. Okay. Peanut Butter, <laughs> great movie. Shia. I did see Honey Boy though. You did, huh? Yeah. I, I don't know if I have a lot of thoughts on Honey Boy. Yeah, I, I like Shy. Like Shy is a great actor. Here's here's my take on Honey Boy. Quick take: Does that movie work if you have no idea who Shia LaBeouf is, or even Stevens, no, or anything? It doesn't. 
like it doesn't really work that well. Like it's not no, like as a movie. Like it's yeah, you can see there's good performances, but like, are you really that invested in it? No. Like I think the f- you have to know who Shia LaBeouf is, and you maybe had to have had at least some connection, like even Stevens, his early acting Transformers. All yeah, that. to be able to really connect and be like, because that is what affected me. I'm like, shit. Like Shia LaBeouf, this was happening during even Stevens. Like this is crazy. <laughs> like. A lot. It's an, it's it's heavy, and like I'm yeah. glad he was able to make this movie. I'm sure it was cathartic for him. I'm sure it helped resolve a lot of inner issues to be able to play his own dad. I mean, there's so many layers to what he was doing in that. But like, yeah, I don't know that the movie really works if you don't know without who he the is, context, which is a problem. I think the yeah. movie should work on its own. Yeah, but. I'm with that. I I support that. But Peanut Butter Falcon, great movie in itself. Probably the most heartwarming. Loved it. Enjoyable, positive movie. Funny. Of the year for me, it's about like wrestling and stuff, right? Yeah, uh, Tikari. Yeah, it was like one of your tops. So. Yeah, it's about Down syndrome people, <laughs> dude. <laughs> Loving people, no matter where they come from or how they are. Well, what's cool is uh, the directors met him. Well, do you know his name? Zach. Zach. Zach something. And that's his name in the movie yeah. too, right? They don't want to confuse him too much, so. Jeez. Um, <laughs> this we're getting into some shaky <laughs> waters here. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Small segment. Okay. <laughs> Commercial break. So. But basically, they meet him in real life, the directors, and they're asking, like, hey, what's your dream? What's your dream? And he says, oh, I want to be an actor. And I want to be, I want to act as a wrestler. So they write this whole script for him, dude. Six, yeah, six years later. Oh, wow. I didn't know They developed that, that into a film. Wow. And they had to, you know, they had to have him act, send that to actors, uh-huh. Shia and everyone else and say hey well, what do you guys think you want to be a part of it it you just makes that the, movie that the much friendship better. between them is genuine oh. yeah big time extremely believable. and weren't, weren't people shitting on shia at the oscars at the oscars yeah, for bullshit being rude to him or something yeah yeah they they no. didn't understand no he he didn't i thought it was in fact i heard shia insisted that he bring zach with him it was yes. normally just supposed to be shia but i yeah. think he insisted he bring zach and let him read well if you watch any other interviews dude he is so good with him right hugs him kisses him on the head well you, it's evident in the movie that yeah. they have that yeah, that, yeah. that relationship isn't just acting mm-hmm. like you can tell that they've spent time with each other and they yep. really do have like a friendship and i think that's what makes the movie work yeah and it's interesting because shy is a known difficult person to work with mm-hmm. you know he's got his you know criminal history and you know all that but then you see him in these like intimate moments with a person like that and you're like wow man th- he yeah. is a nuanced person yeah. and a great great actor so yeah I, I found the movie actually really peaceful like those the way they shot it yeah. the water you're just like mm-hmm. man I everything wanna- everything on the river and stuff yeah it yeah. paced very well and just it did it felt like peaceful i just wanted to like be on the journey with him and how funny out. was it dude so funny and you're not what was sad, dude, is I'm watching this movie and there was a Down syndrome kid in the movie. Oh, really? And then you hear that nurse call him a retard. And I was like, oh, yeah, how do you... I feel right now? Yeah. Because, dude, I call people retards. Not retards, but I call my friends retards <laughs> when they're being retarded. <laughs> Office joke. Hard um, But, yeah, dude, you just feel like I guarantee that the, the Down syndrome kid sitting next to me Somebody in his life has called him a retard. So it made it like real. That made yeah. the movie real. Like, like now s- these these types of people can look up to someone. Because yep. before this movie, name another movie with with a star actor like that, with that a with a disability the ring, like that. The, 
The Ringer. Like the, the Ringer. The only movie to do that, yeah, and, which was hilarious. Yeah. And I thought did a good job, but I agree with you that I think this movie like was pretty eye-opening to a large segment of the community that's completely ignored mm-hmm. as far as Hollywood goes. Yeah. Because how many movies do we have about, you know, racism, yeah. you know, sexism, gays, all that kind of stuff. And it's like, well, here's, uh, you know, Down syndrome people. Here's like a great story about someone has disabilities mm-hmm. that is going to pursue a dream regardless of. And, and that's his real dream. Yeah. You know Which what I, I think, mean? Yeah. I think that pays off so he doesn't have to do much acting in the movie. Like yeah. this is, he's yep. almost like fulfilling his dream in two different ways by being an actor and being a wrestler. Yeah, all so in. Cool. Great movie. Great movie. You got to see it, Watch with the family. I'll, I'll check it out. It'll make you feel good. It's a good one. All right. That's, we've let's, done enough gushing. Let's talk about JoJo a little bit. Oh, go ahead. I haven't seen it. I thought JoJo was good. Have you guys seen uh, Hunt for the Wilder People? Yeah. Yes. I've seen all of Taika's. Same movie. director, right? Yeah. Okay. I like his style. It gives you the same yeah. feels, dude. Same feel. He, he has uh, such a unique talent <laughs> of like having the comedy but not making the movie just oh this is a goofy comedy. It yeah. has such like heartfelt moments. Well, isn't he Hitler? Hitler? Yeah, he, he plays, plays Hitler. Okay, he plays Hitler. Hitler. That's right, dude. He's he, like an imaginary. His he imaginary is friend. so damn funny yeah. too. There's so many ways this movie goes wrong, and it, it doesn't because I think Taika knows exactly what he's doing. You're like, is this movie sympathetic to Nazis? Uh-huh. That's like that's like surface level, but you're like, it's not. No, it's, no, no. Yeah, he pokes fun of it entirely. And, how sad when he sees his mom's shoes. Oh, dude. See, that's that another just, thing. Like, oh. how do you have this hilarious yep. moments, and then you insert a scene like that mm-hmm. where it's just like, how? Like, but you, I don't know. It. I think he just does it seamlessly. Taika knows how to tackle. Like, Hunt for Wilder People is one of the most like heartfelt movies too. It has a lot of moments like that, but you're, it's also hilarious. Like, yeah. he has such a good sense of how to make you feel. Well, he's he's, he's so good at subversion, yeah. too. Mm, yeah. At taking it in a way you don't expect. Exactly. Yeah. And um, what am I trying to say? Well, it's I, There's just, just a lot of... Uh, there's just a lot of funny moments in in that movie too. The like kid actors, dude. Are the the kids are hilarious. That little the little chubby his kid, phenomenal soldier. I heard they'd never acted before. They really, this is their first step. Yeah. yeah, which is incredible. Like Taika needs to just be working with kids mm-hmm. at all times. And and kind of just it's it's statement about prejudice, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, him speaking with that Jewish girl, girl. hanging out yes, in his, his attic, and like writing the book. Yeah. And on how, the Jews yeah. and everything, yeah. When you actually get to know people, you find common ground. Like, yeah. I think that that was a big thing. Well, like, the one of the lines that she says, like, oh, yeah, we only exist in your head, uh-huh. kind of thing. It's like, how much, you know, how many different kinds of people exist just because the way we think about them or perceive mm-hmm. them, not how they actually are. Like, yes. Well, and how about the scene where, uh, they hail Hitler like 15, oh, that, that, hail Hitler, hail Hitler 15 times. Funny, how do you make that funny? Yeah. See, and he but, did perfectly. And I think I read that he inserted that scene to to show how ridiculous the the yeah. Nazi ideology is. Uh-huh. Like every time you see someone <laughs> say it, they have to say it. Yes. Yes. It was said like thirty two yeah, times yeah. in the scene, There's and the, that was on purpose. I love the part where they're like, "Some people say Zavira only has one ball. Oh yeah, he has four. It's like, oh, here's my friend. He's like, like a million people. Ben, what the fuck, dude? Watch the movie. Okay. I think, and I will tell you, I think it's my favorite ending of any movie that came out last year. I tried to see it. I just missed it. It's, it's on digital. You could probably rent it now. I tried but, to. It, uh, it's yeah, you can rent it on the 18th. So I'm but close. you should just buy it. Just buy it. Yeah. Ooh, it's full fate. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna buy. Oh wow. It. Okay. The, but tell me, the the end scene of the movie doesn't just isn't perfect. Oh, it's perfect. It, it is perfect. 
And I think it just leaves you feeling everything that you need to feel. Yeah, weren't you talking shit on it, Ben? Yeah, I said a lot of things about and it. And you didn't even see I'm it. I'm just kidding. I didn't say anything about it. No, you did talk shit. <laughs> no, it? I didn't. Because I, I told you how good it was, and you're like, oh, I heard it's not that good. Oh, no, I said I just wanted to wait till streaming to see it. No, do you want me to show you? Bring the, the text, text, bro. Okay. Well, show me the receipt. Keep talking, and I'll try to find them. It's interesting because my, <laughs> my dad saw it. And his dad was like living in Germany during mm-hmm. this whole thing, and he like felt like kind of icky about it because he felt because he was like would this would bring like because because our grandfather was part of Hitler's youth because everyone mm-hmm. was forced to do it and he they weren't not in the Nazi party but you know just like that whole thing just kind of brought back weird feelings so I, I don't see, know I wonder how that would affect most of that kind of but Jewish clearly he did it right it. I think he did people were like not offended by this they were empowered and felt good by well what I he don't put think he makes light of the situation I think he yeah. does a good job of balancing he's not like oh this was nothing it's funny like no like there are he shows he purposefully shows moments that are just like oh my gosh like this is happening but he shows the horror of war too oh for sure yeah. Can can we just mention Sam Rockwell? He's great. Dude, every time he's in like any kind of just like even supporting role, like when how in three billboards, kind of yeah. the same way, he's just he's so good. I I, I would see Sam Rockwell any movie with Sam Rockwell. Give me ten to twenty minutes of Sam Rockwell in a movie. That's all yeah. I need. And he's that's all, I think that's all he hey, has he's working a lot. He's, he's in a lot really of stuff. Good. Anyone I see I Richard see, Jewell? I didn't see Richard Jewell. I, I heard see, he was really good yeah. though. All right, I think we've had enough love fests. Yeah. We need to freaking start negging the shit out of some stuff because I've got some things on my chest. So we're going to get to the, like, what pissed you off segment of movies this year. Um, Summer, Hobbs and Shaw, Lighthouse. Okay, I've got Hobbs and Shaw for sure. Lighthouse? No, Hobbs. Yes. No, Lighthouse, we saw Lighthouse I, together, I, dude. <laughs> I know I know what you said, and then you talked to your brother, and you no, looked no, no, up no. articles like Morris says, and then you liked the movie a little better. <laughs> The way that we walked out of that movie, tell I, me you liked it. No, I was in the like, I don't know what I think. Like, I don't know what okay. happened. If you don't know. Actually, no, I've heard a lot of people are like, I didn't really know how to feel about okay, it. Okay, this think. motherfucker no. was pissed. No, he was like, think. why did you make just me think. see this? Just and think. I was like, has everyone uh, seen it? I haven't seen it. Okay, okay we'll just skip. think. That's all right. You haven't seen it? No, I haven't seen it. Just think. Think of this. Okay, you see, you see a chick. Okay. <laughs> I love where this is going. Go ahead. And you're thinking, okay, uh, you see a chick. And then you think, I don't know about her. I don't know if she's hot or not. Is she usually hot if you don't know? Probably not. Okay. Especially from a distance. So let's talk about this film. If you get to know them, they might be more attractive. Just kind of like you read more about a movie, it becomes better. Shallow. We're shallow. I like The Lighthouse. He I was obsessed with it. He saw it before us, and he was so like, what did it's you so like? perfect. This is, this is what Just I liked about it. tell us what you like, and then maybe I'll like First it. First thing I liked about it. <laughs> <laughs> I loved that I felt like I was in a gay naked. relationship. No, <laughs> by was, a fucking the, squid or whatever. <laughs> what was I, it? Mermaid. Felt, a mermaid. I felt like I was with Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson in a lighthouse in 1850. That's what I really liked about. It. I felt like I was too, but I don't want to be. I don't want to be in a lighthouse. So would with you those say gay the, bitches? The aspect ratio of the movie and it being black and white was that a big deterrent yeah, dude, for you? Black and white's the worst, dude. So I, I I enjoy black and white. I know, and and that's good for you. <laughs> it's good. But for me, it's like, dude, just think, it's 2020. We see everything in color. Yep. I will not watch a black and white movie ever again. Intentionally, they put yep. John Wick four out in black and white. I'm not watching it, dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, what about Kill Bill? That scene nope. in black and white. That's I know. awesome. That what? That scene in Kill Bill. Scene. That's a scene. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I, I enjoy that. 
Two, I love the chemistry between Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe. That, there was chemistry for sure. There, there was so, definitely great. some kind of chemistry there. Did Defoe get snubbed? He got snubbed. Defoe was incredible. He was to he was memorize incredible. some really of was. those lines and segments, like insane. But you can be incredible, insane. and I can still hate the movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I get the like. I see both brains because I get like yeah. where you could be like, oh, this is like the way they played it off and all mm. the imagery. Like, mm. there's a lot of symbolism there for how men handle things, like just that, like machismo yeah. and like emotions and all that shit. And then I can see it like. It is just two dudes yeah. tromping around, well, you know, not really doing anything. I think it got eight, eight Nominee. out of ten out of on IMDb. I think so. A lot of people liked it, dude. Yeah. So if you're going to see that, that's the problem. Is if I would have watched the trailer before, I would have known. I, I'm not going to watch that. I'm not going to watch that movie. Yeah. Because that's not my type of movie. I dragged you to it. Sorry, buddy. I know. My bad. And so that's the problem. Seven point seven. Okay. So, but. Dude, peop, some people like those types of movies. So, it, it definitely is a taxing movie, and it's it makes you uncomfortable, a lot yeah. of things. Well, how but, about, like, but, jer- jerking off and stuff, like, <laughs> to mermaids? <laughs> Wasn't that weird? Yeah, but I, I feel like... I well, feel having like, sex with the lighthouse itself. Yes, yeah. Was well, um, it a remake? No. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. Um, I just really enjoyed it, and sometimes I want to go into a movie and come out and be like, what the fuck did I just watch? Yeah, that happened. Yeah. That's what I got, and I, I really enjoyed it. It's a nice psychological horror piece. I'm, I'm curious once Bill Mo sees it and we can get his... I think I think he'll like it. I think he'll like it more. Because he's a little bitch. <laughs> he'll read the articles, dude. He'll get it, unlike you, who won't get it. I just don't get it, dude. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a fan. Let's so. go over Midsummer because... Midsummer is a good movie. Midsummer, dude. It's kind. I was so yeah. mad at you guys for making me watch that movie, dude. Are you you're scared of like like creepy stuff, or horror? did you just not like it, uh, dude? Uh, you don't like pagan rituals. I don't know. It's too weird, dude. Being a Mormon and like, <laughs> dude, that's what I liked about it. I know, but it's too is if weird. you are a religious person because of any kind, it definitely is self reflective yeah, in so many is. ways. It is about big time. the way you view different communities, different religions, different ideologies. And rituals and the way yeah, you approach exactly. life, yeah. how you view life. And and I was all in, like, when they're jumping off cliff. Shit, that doesn't bug me. <laughs> but the end scene where they're, like, pushing his butt <laughs> into her. Oh, that weird orgy way thing? way too much. Dude. Yeah, it was uh, I it warned was you of the most, like, uncomfortable sex scene ever. Well, you didn't. You just I told said you that. scene. You didn't say sex. No, I said sex scene. I said there's a sex scene in this that's going to make you cringe, and it oh. is. Dude, it was so but, uh, bad. I just loved all of the themes, dude. Again, it was, a, it was about like, so much to unravel, like the religious stuff and how you view different communities and people, but also Danny, Florence Pugh, who also was Oscar snubbed, let's be honest. Yeah. Her performance was incredible. But just how how she was able to cope, like how the community basically substituted her boyfriend mm-hmm. for her way of coping with the loss of her parents and her sister and how like that's why that when those scenes start to make more sense like when they start imitating her mm-hmm. and they're they start crying just because she's crying it's like well that's like now and at the end she finally kind of accepts this community as like her shoulder to lean on i guess her way of coping with it just absolutely. like a religion would absolutely yeah. and, and it was because you're like assuming evil cult exactly avoid these people and exactly you're like, 
oh my gosh, this might be like what she needs. Yeah. And then you're like, he's the shittiest boyfriend yeah, on the planet. Yeah, he is a piece of shit. Because he is the definition of lukewarm. Mm-hmm. He's one foot in, one foot out. And that's yeah. evident from the first scenes. First when scene. When she's bawling on his lap and he's uh-huh. sitting there and he's just like looking up Bored. like, I have to deal with this. Yes. Like, this is awful. But he won't let her go. Yeah, exactly. The, yeah, so that's he's, why I he's think the shitty. movie works so well because it's the biggest, like, most dramatic breakup movie of all time. Oh, Yeah. yeah. That, like, well, that's the surface. But this is a breakup film. Like, that is a very surface level. This is about Danny cutting ties with her Which you don't really well, know when you first see it. No. What I didn't like is there was too many flat, like, red flags. Like, okay, Tons of red flags. Once there's 36 red flags, I'm getting the fuck out of there. Oh, the community. <laughs> yeah, the yeah, community. Yeah. And they're just like, oh, yeah, I'll take more mushrooms. <laughs> yeah, <It's> like, <laughs> yeah that's the thing, is I think a lot, you have to realize a lot of them were kind of subdued or easily influenced by what's going on because they were yeah. being drugged from the moment they set foot there. Who it, knows? Everything they ate and drank was drugged with something. It, it gave me it gave yeah, me Wicker was. Man vibes, but like if Wicker Man was good type of a thing. Dude, Wicker Man, I actually recently, we, we don't have to talk about that right yeah. now much time, but, but I actually liked Wicker Man. I, I thought it's, it was, it's fun. It's, very, it's a fun very movie. Very fun movie. Um, but the, the, my favorite gross-out scenes of Midsummer were definitely PewDiePie. And, oh, in a drink, in period blood drink. Yeah, yeah, that was disgusting. Lemonade. That made me cringe. Well, and the the yeah. sledgehammer to finish off the oh, suicide jump, dude. That was like you gotta aim, man. You gotta land that. And that's ball. what I love the way they contrast that scene with the lady. They're like, oh, this like this is the most obscene thing I've ever seen. But the lady's like, well, you guys let people die and rot in hospitals. Like, yeah, they actually, isn't this a better way to go? Which than, I like. That which commentary. again, it makes you question. Everything that we believe and know can be just because of culture and where we grew up, which this community is is no different. Same thing. Who's to say what they're doing is completely evil? Exactly. You know what I mean? That's that's what what really makes that's what's crazy makes you think. Yeah, I I thought the the Swedish guy who introduces them to everything. I thought he was great. He was good because he's 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 likable. He doesn't seem insane. He's pretty convincing. Seems like a nice dude. Yeah, makes you but think. Yeah, like we are, we we're like the strangers to that community, just like those college kids, and we're experiencing right. what they're doing. I I just love that. It makes you kind of step back and think, well, like, there's a lot yeah. of like weird. Like, I looked at my own religion, religious it, yeah. I understand why it's weird to everyone else, but it's not weird to me. Right. So who's to say these community people don't feel the same way? Right. It's like it's not weird to us, but it's probably weird to you guys. But like, this is what we do. This well, is what the we believe. Fact he made this movie the way it is, and the way you have expectations based mm-hmm. off of Hereditary. You're yeah, like, which was very black and white. This I is love the contrast evil. between hereditary and, then you, and this. And you think about this one, you're like, huh, this isn't black and white. It no. looks black and white, like when you walk in and then you walk out, and you're like, huh. Well, the whole thing is cinematography was snubbed too. This so, is like one of the most yeah. like best looking movies. Oh, I've seen. her in that like flower Dude, arrangement. At it's the end. unreal. It's insane. So it's, yeah, I'm in on that movie. Sorry, very sorry, in. T-Car. That was my number seven. You'd think that like. That uh, what's the? It's Ari Aster. That's his yeah, name, right? Aster. Like you think you'd be Incredible. like, all right, Hereditary is his thing. It's just gonna be Hereditary in a different yeah. setting for the rest of his career. This movie's way different than Hereditary. Yeah. he set himself apart. He's not like, no, I'm not gonna be typecast. I'm not gonna be Shyamalaning yep. everything. You know, <laughs> this, you're not gonna expect something from me. Yeah. Every movie I make. In fact, he said he's written like 12 scripts. Yeah. None of them are horrors. And he's like, he wants to do like a musical. He wants to do like. Dang. I'm very. He might be like a new like Chazelle. Like he feels like it. He's like I want. I'm interested in what he's doing. Yeah, next. let's see what he does next. Yeah, I'm very excited. All right, what what's your beef for the year? Glass. Or something. Okay, for we did sure. glass. I know we did glass. That's We've the done problem. Glass. We can't even talk glass. I'm not even we going beat it to death, there. Dude. Yes, and I hate that movie. If you want the full analysis, listen to old pop. My beef this year is Disney. I think. Oh, you're doing another Disney rant? <laughs> another Disney. It's every year. Every year. It's every year. This is what I'm going to explain. So I looked at the, Goodness the, gracious. the top 
10 box office movies of 2019. Aladdin was there. Seven of the 10 are Disney. The top seven. They've got a good distribution chain. I'm Endgame. Just, just move on. Uh, Captain Marvel, Endgame, Aladdin. They're yeah, all over a Lion King, all that shit. Yeah. yeah. But like Endgame came out this year. Biggest movie ever. Episode 9 came up. I hated Episode 9. I thought they both... I it. I thought they both sucked. I don't care about Star Wars. Yeah. I'm like... It's kind of annoying that there's this like rift where it's like you gotta weed through all the blockbuster shit to find all the good movies, but I feel like that's kind of where we're going. I mean, there's a few exceptions like Joker and John Wick three, but there's a lot of garbage to sift through yeah. now. Yeah, I mean, if, if if you're looking for the blockbusters, they're gonna have the most like marketing and everything. It's not going away. Yeah, like it's a machine, and mm-hmm. we're a part of it, and that's it. So I'm I'm just coming to live with it. I'm in the acceptance phase. You're still in the <laughs> <laughs> Denial face. So yeah, I don't know that I have. A, I can't on the top of my head. If I had more time to think about my past experiences, I can't think of a lot of like real beefs I had with. I mean, movies. Glass, just like I got a list, so I'm ready. If you, yeah, if you need, no. if you need material, please. Okay, so you, I'm gonna go through it quick. So knives out. I I liked it a lot. I think that was an honorable mention. I'm glad they're doing a second one. With, I like the Daniel characters. Craig. I think Ryan Johnson's overrated. I thought he had an amazing cast, mm-hmm. he had an amazing premise, and then he like diffused all of the tension from the movie after like twenty minutes, with the reveal of her being the one involved. But but it, I, yeah, that's but true. I don't think the payout worked as well as he wanted it to. I think he thought he was being more clever than he right. actually was. But that that's what kind of puts me on edge the whole movie is once the reveal had happened yeah. like 20, 30 minutes in, I'm like, all right, so am I just supposed to like, you know, something's coming? Yeah. Because that can't be it. Like that's not there's like, the more. final say. Yeah, there's more. And I like I liked how everything tied in. Was I mean, you didn't expect Chris Evans. You just didn't because I didn't because he's he's the person you most suspected. Oh, well, he was he's the, the one biggest I was... dick of the family. So you're like, okay, he's probably if like if I, he, it's almost like he was too obvious of a choice. You know what I mean? But he went with him anyway. Right. So that kind of did take my eyesight off of him just because he seemed like the most obvious one. That Daniel Craig voice was terrible. I didn't mind I, it. I liked it. I didn't mind it. I, I Again, like I, it. the biggest beef I have is like he had this amazing cast. I was so excited for all of these interactions. I thought he balanced them pretty well. Not, but then I feel like he tossed it out. Like I feel like they got like 30% of the time they should have. I thought they should have been more like 50% or 60% of the movie rather than like kind of falling. Anna um, de Armas. Anna de Armas around, which was fine. And I thought she was fine and good. Yeah, she's good. And she's beautiful. She's great. I just was like, I just wish there would have been a little bit more with that family dynamic because they had such a cool chemistry mm-hmm. built up between Michael them. Shannon was great. They all, like, um, what's her name? Uh, Judy, no. Which, Glenn, no, not Glenn Close. Jamie Lee Curtis? Tony Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. Oh, great. I thought it was great. I just thought there could have been more of that. So that's why I feel like Ryan Johnson is like 85% of the director I want him to be. Yeah, I feel like he's missing fifty percent, but we're already saying he's like so great. I'm like, I think you need to. Yeah, do a I mean, few I don't know that I look at Ryan work. Johnson as some master class. I mean, his movie Brick, I freaking love. Don't even get me started on Brick. I think it's dope. <laughs> That's um, the biggest waste of time. But like, I actually was mad watching the movie. <laughs> but sorry, um, I'm actually glad that they're doing another Knives Out, and he. I think a good premise would be to use the entire same cast, different characters. So it's a true like murder mystery, like an anthology part. type yeah. approach. Okay, so everyone's the same, but they all play completely different characters. That could be fun. But I'm Daniel in. Craig is the same. You know, Do he's it. the same detective. I think that would be awesome. That's a cool idea. I hadn't thought of that. So that's my that's my first beef. Okay, kind of a nitpick. Um, Hobbs and Shaw. I mean, why do you even see this movie? The, so you know, it was just like boredom. Ended up seeing with this idiot over here. I and love that movie, dude. Oh, no. 
those movies make you so stupid like when you watch them like it it has about a 45 minute like of like okay this is okay like they're doing set pieces and whatever and then eventually you're just like what am i watching so boring the the fast and furious franchise is just fun if you buy into it it no. really is it, you can't you i can't. love it man i have friends dude that are exactly like that that they love it because they know what it is and they know what they're getting i have tried to buy into that but i find myself wasting my time and this this is a stupid movie even accepting i know this isn't trying to be some oscar movie it's <laughs> not trying to be a john you know like it's it's a joke of a movie but i can't get in i can't buy into it it's not funny enough the lines never land, and I know they have this central premise yeah. of like, oh, family is everything and all that bullshit. Yeah. It doesn't work. <laughs> it doesn't work at all. It's boring. Did I don't you guys finish Hobbs and Shaw? I, I didn't mentally even, checked out. When they went to Hawaii? The Hawaii part? I, I, I turned it off. Dude. You have <laughs> the to. The dumbest shit. I was shit. in the theater, so I was so <laughs> bored. I was like, this is awful. And the extras they had in there was like the guys you'd find down at like, I don't know, like playing pickup at the YMCA, like out of shape in an oversized T-shirt. It's just, it's not The worst good. movie. And I know everybody's like, they're fun, they're campy, the city well, over here thinks that. But is, is The Rock <laughs> even, is The Rock going to be in Fast oh, 9 oh, now? Yeah. He is? It. He's in it. Are you sure? Vin yeah. Diesel catches not a, in a the car trailer, on top though. of He'll a car. He'll be in it, don't worry. Like a car is thrown at Vin Diesel on top of a car and he catches it? Dude, John Cena is Dominic Toretto's long lost brother. That's going to be awesome. Of course I'm so he is. Out I'm this out dude. on this I'm dude. So out. There's no consequences either. Well, did you watch the trailer? They drove a car <laughs> off a cliff, and yeah, then a plane flies over with a magnet. Like skyhooks it. The Legit. dumbest shit. <laughs> retarded. That's retarded. I'm using R word. It's. I will say there's a drop in quality once Paul Walker died. Rest in peace. So. There. Yeah. Fast six. Fast six was the last one I saw. And I, the runway scene, just I'm, I'm done. I've seen Fast movies. One, Fast I'm so Two. So done with these movies, which work because it's about racing cars, mm. which is fine. And then it turns into these. Like, I heard Fast Five is like the the best of like the one. new. Yeah, new yeah. is that I've the real one yeah. or no? Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Fast actually, Five's sweet. Fast Five is sweet, but that's like, that launched Fast to what it is now. Yeah, it's crazy is how much money these movies make though. People go. I try and avoid them. It's all the, it's all the foreign countries that love. They it. like you them. know every Brazilian loves the fast. They do. <laughs> and then Tokyo Drift. All those Tokians <laughs> love that shit, dude. Tokyo the Drift Tokians. is the most pure street racing movie. Uh, but they're not street racing movies. It's like just no. an excuse to like. Tokyo yeah. Drift is is it's supposed to be point movie. point break. Point break. It's the, the same first premise. one for sure. It's yeah. definitely they're infiltrating which point illegal activity. Legit. But yeah, it is legit. These movies I just don't get any enjoyment out of, and I wish they would change something about it. It just doesn't feel real. Anything about it, it doesn't feel fun enough. It doesn't feel smart enough. It doesn't yeah. feel anything enough. I think they do tan and be done. Not the money's coming, brother. Vin Diesel's going to be collecting these checks still. He's yeah, is that, this is the only movie he's doing, right? This is like the land Vin's not doing anything series, else. Dude. I don't think so. I saw a trailer for a new one. He's in, what yeah, was like it called? Bulletproof or something. I don't know. Yeah, something Triple weird. X? No, something it's, like, that. it's like a new franchise. It's weird. Okay, so I'm out on the Fast stuff. I'm yeah. out on the Hobbs and Shaw Hobbs, stuff. I'm out on all Midsummer, of it. Lighthouse, what else? Quick Graze Over, It Chapter 2. Yeah, that, that's a good beef. That was a very disappointing. Why did they re? Why did they redo the plot? It's too the long, first too. It's too long. Too yeah, it, that is too long. Yeah, but there's just nothing new that that it brought to the table. It didn't do. It's kind of forgettable. It's, oh, I haven't thought about it once it since I saw it. Just like, watch chapter one. And it, took too long. it wasn't the acting. I, mean, I love James McAvoy. The cast Jessica was good. Like, they I think it. it was well cast. Bill Hader was good. Yeah. 
it's just yeah the movie failed on a lot of levels because like the like, first one even got critiques because it was like kids kid acting was good mm-hmm. and you're like the plot was like okay it's this guy's alone walking into a scary room yeah and they just did that with the adults and it was like did we d- need to do this twice and then it became very calculated you Absolutely. you knew it they all meet up at the house and then each of them break off to go get their, get their item stuff. to bring back and so now we have Five, how many kids? Five or six different scenes yeah. of them getting scared. Waste of our time. There's a scary moment that each of them have. They get the item, they come back, and then they go face Pennywise, which is very anticlimactic. Which was a turtle. Very weird. It was like thing? a big spider. Has, has anyone read the book? I haven't. No. Because I, I, I don't know if this is a problem of source material or... No, that's the thing. If adaptation. you're adapting, you have the luxury to change things. To yeah, make to make work. it work. You don't have to follow it. You know, like exactly. They could have changed the plot. They didn't do it. And I thought it was a waste. It was a waste. Not worth. Not worth not your worth time. It. Like it's you don't two and a half scared. hours. Dude. Way too long. And you're not going to be scared. No. There's like a few moments that were great. Like Bill Hader was great. Uh-huh. And like the Chinese Funny. dinner scene, I liked. Yeah, that was probably the best scene. Best scene in the movie. And then you're like, great, you guys broke the cast up again. I. That's just what these like team up movies do now. They it's, break off. They they get together and then they break them up immediately. It's like let the team work together yeah. in the movie. Like that's what I want to see, and they don't do it. Guardians of the Galaxy did the same thing. Yeah, they did yep. in Volume Two. I was like, keep them together. Infinity I see War it. does the same thing. Yeah, it's just like in Batman. It's like, okay, he became Batman. I want to see him be Batman. If they would have done the Dark Knight and he wasn't Batman for half the movie, I'd been like, what the fuck did I yeah. just watch? You know. <laughs> so anyway, beef. And then beef. my last beef. All right, let's get controversial. <laughs> fuck Tom Hanks. <laughs> Did you see it? No. I didn't see the movie. No. He's a hack job, dude. <laughs> he quit. He quit after what? Castaway? Uh, Early 2000s. Catch right? Me If You Can. Catch Me If You Can. still pretty good. It's okay. That was like 2002. It's when he, all he it's when he does, started doing Da Vinci Code. All yeah. he does is copy people that have already lived. So like, let's go through his last movies. Mr. Rogers. We just got a Mr. Rogers duck. We don't need you interpreting Mr. Rogers again. Bridge of Spies. Bridge of Spies. The guy from Washington Post. Sully. Saving Mr. Oh. Banks. Walt Disney. Washington the Post. Captain yeah. Phillips. This guy's a fucking hack job, okay? <laughs> you are a great actor. Don't waste your time just copying people that have already lived and done something and you're yeah. just like, okay, let's go make a movie. Like, you have some of the best original characters ever. Like, Forrest Gump, original character. You can go down the line. His part in Saving Private Ryan. The castaway. Great. Castaway. He's good in Philadelphia. Big. Philadelphia. You can go through all these movies, all his romantic lead stuff. Mm-hmm. That's at least a unique character. Yeah, like, Sleepers in Seattle. You got mail. I don't need to is see he, this. Is he too old to be a leading man? No. He no. can act still. Like, What's keeping him from doing more and actually finding Do you think projects? he does it just because it's, e- it's easier? I And do. he's just kind of on the tail end and he, yes. he just wants to make a shit ton of money or what? It's easier. And think of the characters he does. No, he's not, he doesn't do anything controversial. Nothing Who's going to hate, oh, you did Mr. Rogers? <laughs> no, no well, he Disney? plays the most likable heroes and people like every <laughs> he's movie. He's, he, he doesn't take a chance of like playing a a difficult or controversial character. No. Every character he plays, his lead is the hero. He's the most likable guy. Right. He, he sh- can't take a chance. He should join the Marvel Universe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and that's his problem, dude, is I think he's an asshole. <laughs> he probably In is. real life. He is. And then, yeah, and then you that. play the opposite in film. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Dude, I love this take. I hate it. Yeah, fuck him, dude. <laughs> Tom I, Hanks, you I little don't bitch. <laughs> You little fucktard. He's just wasting our time. He's such a random person just to die, hate. dude. No, but he's going to be what? The definitive, like, a defining actor of our generation. He like, is. Yeah. Like, he is. And then he's wasting. Toy Story yeah. Is the best thing he's <laughs> Woody. Uh, I like Toy Story. 
And Boy, did Zachary. you see when um ah shit, what's his name was shitting on everyone? Um who? The guy from Ricky the Yeah, Ricky. Oh, Ricky Gervais. Yeah, did yeah. you see Tom Hanks' yeah, face? Like, what are we? His face was just Ugh. priceless. Priceless. <laughs> he was not enjoying it. He could he's not, not take a joke because he's one of those people. Yeah. yeah. He's not a good person. Dude. And that's what I see. It's like he knows what works like with down the middle of America, how yep, to look yep, on screen. Yep. It's like use those, you know, your power to like for good. Because you're not. You're wasting our time. Thank he's, you he's for to, bringing this up. He needs to do some like edgy HBO series or something. Do something. Just do something. Like, do something. I don't think that this is like the equivalent of like a movie for TV for me. Like you're not yeah. doing anything. Do porn. <laughs> <laughs> do something. Why not? Oh, man. Do something. Hank Ryan needs to. I'm done. Know, I'm not watching any more Hanks. I'm done. I'm out. He could do something even like what Robin Williams has started to do, like insomnia, one hour photo, like yeah, these just completely opposite people to what the people yeah. that he was playing earlier. He should do what Robin did. Kill yourself. <laughs> oh jeez. We, we might have to blip that part. No, no, this is an unedited. <laughs> this is unedited podcast. We dropped some retards in this pod. I'm sorry. This is, the just, Ro- this is the equivalent to Rogan's podcast. You don't cut anything. You don't cut it. it it's honestly just that I'm disappointed. That's it. Yeah, no, so he is. It's very disappointing, and I haven't cared about him in a long time. So I, I haven't even thought. And I'm about not him. even a Tom Hanks guy. No, it's if I see him and he's in a movie, and I even, I don't care. I don't. I don't care. I don't it's, care. It's an. It's Eddie Redmayne might as well come out. Oh, a movie. We're not going care. to Redmayne. I'm. Yeah. I'm just saying, he's on. The, it's like he's sunk to that level. Punchable like, face. I just don't care. Punchable face. It's just a waste of talent. I think. Yeah. It's, it's like he's a talented guy. He's a talented guy. You know, he can go to some places, and he he's just he not doing it. So I. That's my big beefs for the year, gents. And we're basically out of time. I got a few. I, I got one more. One more take. Uh, well, I think talking about what Hanks is doing, it's what the Oscars love, is it not? They eat it's up. We talked about this a little bait. bit. They yes. love the biopic performances. They love it. They yep. eat it up with a spoon, and Judy I think Garland, they are right? the most. Yeah, Garland. I think the most. They're easily every year. They seem to be the most uninteresting performances they're, and movies. Yep. And it's not even like just their performance. It's like the movies never tend to be anything great either. I thought Rocket Man was decent. I didn't see Rocket didn't Man. Didn't see it. Because he did his own voice work. I heard he was he, really good. He, was he good actually did all the voice work. Yeah, he he sung all the sing. songs. I enjoyed it. And it's not... The thing I hated about Queen is I felt like it was dishonest. It was the band trying to like recreate what actually happened. The, movie, dude. Elton, the Elton John one is how Elton John felt about things. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like from his perspective is how it's told. So it's not completely true. But it's how he felt at the time, and that's genuine, and that's what I really liked about the movie. It's just hard to like because it's, it's a version of the story that a bunch of people decided to write. Yeah, and then somebody, you know, copies or gives an impression for two yeah. hours. It's and, just and hard to thing. take as and like it's a. Not to, it's not to put that down. It's not that these performances can't be good or worth right. worthwhile. It's just they, I'm just tired of them. I'm so much more interested in watching Howard Ratner and Lou Bloom. Yeah, and. Than Rick Dalton, Rick yeah, and Rick Dalton, Dalton, Dalton yeah. rather than uh, Rod, Mr. Rogers, you know what I mean, yeah. and uh, Freddie Mercury, and like all these people. Like I think the Oscars need to have a, a best impersonation category. I and, think it makes sense. And put all the actors and actresses that have done biopics, put them in a category, category and say who did the best. Because I, <laughs> I'm sick of just seeing them get yeah. a nomination, even though nobody's seen the movie and no one cares about. Yeah, the it's movie. a weird thing. Like the Judy Garland movie with Renee Zellweger. 
She hasn't. Where has she been? No one cares. She no was in this movie. movie who portrayed Judy Garland. Apparently, yeah. she was really good. Apparently, the movie isn't that good. But she gets an Oscar. It's she a, walks away with the statue. Yeah, and and I take like Scarlett Johansson Marriage Story way better performance. Right. I think. And like, oh, I guess I haven't seen Gar- Judy, but like, it's a more interesting performance because. She's not just copying someone. And I text this not to you guys, someone. but it's like our way of culturally validating someone's exactly. life. Right? Freddie Mercury like was Freddie the, Mercury, the obvious choice. Influential person. Yeah. Let's validate him by giving him this exactly. kind of an Oscar, you know. I don't know. I but you're right. That. I love a best impression category. That makes it sense. Needs to be, it needs to be implemented. Let's do it. Okay. Guys, this was two hours. Can we can we follow or can we end on what we're looking for too? Yeah, twenty twenty. Because I don't know. A ton coming out. I just my one was tax collector, bro. Yeah. Oh, I haven't seen this trailer. Shia, I don't. The trailer's not out, but it's David. Uh, what's his last name? A- a- Aries. Uh, yeah, yeah. He did End of Watch. Oh yeah, he yeah. Did Suicide Squad. David Aries, yeah. Um, and Fury, but yeah, Shia LaBeouf. He just watched. Look at the poster, dude. He looks. Pretty I didn't know about this. Yeah, one. Google image that, dude. You'll see a a picture of Shia with. Tats everywhere, shaved oh, head. Oh, here we go. It's going to be in. badass. It I'm said, in. Dude, it said 2019. They must have postponed it. Yeah, they must. So they pushed it out. So it's sometime this year. Okay. I'm all, on, I'm all in on Shia, dude. Yeah, you know, it says 2020 now. 2020, so okay. So yeah, show them a picture. You got a picture? Look at this, dude. You're going to shit. Let's roll with... Oh, yeah. Bro. Oh, damn. Yes, let's let's go, let's dude. Let's go. Okay. Gritty Shia. Let's let's, do it. let's see it. Let's All go. four of us. It's a gritty urban street crime drama. They don't know. They don't. They haven't released any. You can invite your dad, Bill. We all go this together. Is, yeah. This is, <laughs> this is a boys this movie, dude. This is the boys. This is boys. This one's for the this boys. Boy um, two big ones for me this year. Tenant. Tenant. This summer it's gonna be like. Unreal. I'm already pumped for this. I think it's gonna be. When does that come out? It's like July. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So that's gonna be Nolan coming back. So we'll see what happens with um, David Washington. David John, John David Washington, David Washington, John David Washington, yeah. and then uh, Dune for Dune, Christmas. Dude. And this is Denis Villeneuve coming back, and this thing is going to be big. This he has he is yet he's like a Tarantino in the fact he yeah. hasn't made a bad movie. He really has. Every one of his movies have just he. I think every one of his movies could be in the top twenty of a decade. Yeah. and be justified being there. Think he's about what he did with the Blade Runner universe, and then how he's going to handle the Dune universe. Yeah. Which I read the book just because I was pumped for this movie. Right, and. It's going to be really interesting to see how he pulls this off, but it's going to be great. He's the one to do it. He's going to do it. I mean, and uh, those are two I'm looking forward to. The other one, obviously, Bond. I'm excited. Bond, Bond. looks good. Same. And Top Gun, yeah. dude. Oh, Top Gun, too. Top Gun would be sweet. What about Bond after this one, when the bitch takes over? I'm not down with that. Oh. So, I, I've actually, that's a, that's a rumor. <laughs> I can't believe no. you just said that. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor's like surprised that Carling's uh, Taylor, the commentary. defender of women, is just no, but no, that's that's a rumor. I hear that. So this is Daniel Craig's last movie, but <laughs> yeah. but the Broccoli's who actually own the rights to make them produce these Bond movies, they came out and said that James Bond will never be a woman. I've I mean, it, it's possible that I, I I don't mind the fact that there's a 007, there's a 00 agent who happens to be a woman in the movie, but I don't think a woman's ever going to replace. I don't think that's the yeah, plan. Yeah, but how fast does this? Does this bitch die, dude? If this is a real know, movie, dude. the bitch is dead in five minutes. Well, I guess Let's we'll have to honest. see, dude. It's because it looks like he's retired and she's been the double O, and she's going to get him out of retirement essentially. Dude, so he who knows? looks super old. He does look in old. This trailer. Yeah. But if you look at the past Bond movies, like Roger Moore's last outing, 
I mean, I have seen every single Bond movie. I've actually on my on the website yeah, you we rated do, all of them. I I'm in the process of rating every single one by actor. So I've rated all the Roger Moores. I've rated the Sean Connerys. That's the right way to do it. My Brosnan one will come out next week. I love Brosnan, dude. I mean, I grew up with Brosnan. He looks the part. Goldeneye's legit. Goldeneye's one of the best Bond movies. And then I'm I'm watching all the Craigs leading up to No Time to Die, and then I can have like a final ranking of those. So I don't understand they did. Casino Royale, which is probably my favorite Bond movie. It's excellent. I love it. And then they did Quantum of Solace. Mm-hmm. And those are like the same time frame. It's like right when he yeah, started his like career. Yeah, it's like one after the and other. And then they're like, boom, Skyfall. And it's like way like at the end of his career. And then Spectre. Spectre is one of the most disappointing. That one's rough. That is a rough And this movie, one is dude. like he's still retired. I don't know why they didn't like kind of. Yeah. You know. It's like it's. I feel like maybe this movie can fix Spectre in a lot of ways because Daniel Craig should not have ended on Spectre, so I'm really hoping this is better. And he almost did. Yeah, I know. He he did want to quit. A, he wanted to quit after Quantum of Solace, but um, his paychecks, bro. I, I did hear the new the new theme song though. I think it actually sounds pretty good. Yeah, Billie yeah. Eilish did it. I heard it yeah. It's actually not bad. So I'm looking forward She's to. She's a bond. bad bitch too, Billie. Yeah. She's badass, dude. I like her. But Wonder I'm Woman. Down for yeah, Wonder Woman too. Yeah, eighty four. Yeah. Comes out in June, Dude, I think. How is Chris Pine still alive? I love the I music know. in the trailer. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I think that's it's dope. Music is I so love the sick. 80s take. Pedro Pascal is legit. I love the Big take band. they're doing with Wonder Woman. I like how we got the World War One. Now we're in the 80s. I like these period pieces. Cool. Here's my proposal for Bond before we, we, we get we off sign this topic. Off. We'll sign off afterwards. I really hope they move forward. Eventually, I, they need to do a Bond period piece. They need to do, instead of making, because they're all so modern and new and there's all these new things they need to bring it back to like, like they need to do a 60s bond i think they that need would kill to do it. a bond period piece yeah just have the bitch in there she's gonna have a period <laughs> and we're done i knew this was coming <laughs> and we're off this is why you guys and we're bring out. me right <laughs> this is the reason Keep going. right yeah, right are we talking ice fishing now taylor or what yeah, t- tell us why we should ice fish. No, no, no that's seconds. a whole separate pod, dude. <laughs> oh, wow. But I think that's that's the way the Bond series is going. I think that needs to go. We need to have some period pieces. I like it. We need to start throwing back to different time periods because I think it yeah. works. You can explore so many different things. You can. like what Wonder Woman's doing. I think Let's it's do awesome. It. Period Top piece. Gun too. Top Gun. Top Gun. I'm in with sweet, Top Gun. Dude. I mean, the shots from the plane alone. You know, it's going to be incredible. You know, Tom Cruise. You I'm can at. trust him. Tom Cruise is winning. He's a psych. He's not winning in life. He's a psycho, but his I, movies win. I'm dude. gonna, yeah, he's doing well. I don't have a rebuttal. I he's got Miles you Teller and him. Glenn Powell. Yeah, I love Miles Teller. I know it's gonna be great. It's gonna be so gonna fun, be dude. They're already like shirtless on the beach. I'm in. Twenty-five. No, maybe thirty-five, dude. No, no, I think it was eighty-nine. Thirty-five would be eighty-four. Is when this movie. Came no out. way. Yeah. Look it up. Quick fact check and then we're getting it's off the rail. 84 or 86. Yeah, I'm, Quick, I'm guessing 89. It's in between 84 and 86. It's, it it's earlier than 89. 1986. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. We meet in the middle. So 34 years. Yeah, 34 years. Wow, dude. Shit. And he, Cruz still looks... He's looking okay, good, but dude. Cruz has all the like the VX stuff done on him. Oh, you heard that right? Oh, he does. I yeah, know he that. does the dots on the face and all the close ups, okay. and they smooth his shit out because okay. he's a fucking hack like Tom Hanks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> all right, everybody. Or, see or the, the bitch. Period. <laughs> oh, thanks, for having, thanks for having me back. Love love Anytime. recapping the year. Looking forward to it. We can do another one.
maybe in the summer. Why not? Recap. We only do like three podcasts a year now. So. Yeah, and they're all about movies. So, <laughs> so it's basically a movie. Thanks podcast. for having me. This was anytime, fun. dude. Jack of all trades. This is his Jack of one trade. Jack of one trade. Movie talk. <laughs> all right. Tweet at us, whatever. I don't care. We just talk and then we post it. You can listen to it or not. I don't care. And please don't sue us for anything that T Car said because we, that does not reflect the opinions of the podcast. <laughs> his ideas and his alone. All right, we'll see you on the lake or the movies, wherever T Car's at. Peace. <laughs>